0: Yeah, but with the, this episode, we're just going to talk about Solaris. Um And we all...
1: Otherwise, we'll talk about Endless Space, too. Why well, that's a good 4X oh game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Already getting off topic. Is <laughs> um, this a bit where you meant to say
1: something dumb that goes <laughs> at the <laughs> beginning or the end?
0: hey welcome to front seat gamer this is a special episode this week we've got three guests uh i'm here blake's here we've got ryan we've got josiah and we've got carl uh this episode is going to be about Stellaris because we're all playing a massive game uh at the office so i'll start us off i'm playing as the humans i'm playing a culture called the united nations of earth i think you're playing uh I think default. Yeah, it's it's the it's the baby beginner faction yeah. um, because I had played about like two hours before we did this multiplayer game, and I didn't really know what I was doing. You did
2: you did surprisingly well for only after two hours? It of playing. looked
0: that way, <laughs> I'll, and we'll we'll talk about that some more later. Blake, who are you playing as?
2: Uh, I'm playing as a hive mind called Id, mm-hmm. and I'm, I called myself Id because another. Uh, Guy at work is playing an identical race called Ego, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be cool that we're like the same race, like the Id and the Ego.
0: Yep, I um, love that you started on opposite sides of the galaxy, yeah, we
2: on a complete opposite <laughs> sides. <laughs> opposite yeah, sides. and uh, Ego was totally like overpowering ego everyone, is
0: crushing everything. Yeah. Right
2: yeah, Um but yeah, I, I'm playing a Hive Mind, so uh I basically am just one dude, and I don't have any like internal politics to worry about. I'm just Taking over planets.
0: Yep. Spreading like... Like a plague. Giant disease. Yeah. Ryan, you're playing as... I don't actually know what mine's called. No, me neither. (laughs) Oh, Um,
2: didn't you...
3: You didn't specifically name them, or did you just... No, I don't like to name... You just just like like to roll the dice. I just hit the random generator button until it doesn't doesn't, uh, look too bad. Right. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that's not the worst name in the world. Okay. And then I go with it. So what's your faction all about? Um, Well, okay, so I'm fanatic militarist and spiritualist Mm -hmm. um and i'm currently an oligarchy but now that my lead is immortal i'm trying to move to imperial as quick as possible oh
0: wow so that he never goes away because he's pretty awesome
4: Mm. yeah
0: interesting but you could just get him elected again later
3: Uh, yeah they will just keep costing me when i could just switch to imperial and then then it won't be a problem for me anymore and that would be great true Um,
5: josiah uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm playing as the seer because I like making hard to pronounce names. Um, or I, I should say I, I used to be playing as the seer, but have, uh, have achieved their long time goal of, of becoming immortal mm. in a different way. You're all robots yeah. at this point, right? Yep. Yes. I have, I have, uh, abandoned the flesh and made all of
0: the, uh, the various spiritualist empires of which there are many mm. somewhat upset at me. Um, I noticed uh, you as you were spreading across the map, uh, were, if you can call it spreading. Well, it was interesting because everyone else had basically just found they, they sort of spread out from their center, and you created a, like a series of dots across the galaxy. Yeah, little little um, pocket enclaves. Yeah, yes. uh, which I thought was was very interesting because I hadn't seen anybody else do that before. Oh no. yeah, yeah, uh, definitely.
5: Like the the whole strategic concern because I, I'm a uh, I'm one of the strange like wormhole drive mm-hmm. uh, species. And so the strategic concerns of dis- defending my space are very different because I'm much faster to move into my own territory wherever it is, mm. not so much across my own territory. Right.
0: Yeah. So this this gives you a uh, wider galactic reach, basically.
5: Yeah. So I've, I've tried to like find locations that are significant to me for strategic or, or resource reasons mm. and then colonize there. Uh, which costs me more influence, but also like gives me this kind of cool little speckle right. across the map. And some yeah, of those, empire. some
2: of those points have ended up being now inside other people's, yeah, you know, empires. I,
5: I started out next to Blake and was quickly like just completely subsumed by the wave mm-hmm. of hive mind colonization.
2: Uh, there's also yeah. an enclave of yours inside Carl, I think, as
5: well. Yeah, <laughs> that opened up a little little trade zone. Yeah. Carl's trading.
0: giant orange blob has been sl- slowly spreading across the outer. Uh, Perimeter of the galaxy What's your faction all about?
1: Right. so I'm new to Bet, which I even made a backstory for Normally I play it in Multiplayer games, horrific Militaristic, autocratic people But now I'm new to Bet with the idea That the Dalai Lama reincarnated Off into some alien species to escape Oppressive Earth Um,
2: (laughs) As a a giant snail it turns out As a giant snail (laughs) And they're
1: super peaceful Spiritual with a um, exalted priesthood and like an agrarian culture um, so so i well snails gotta eat leaves that's right. So, so <laughs> we've got farms and temples and we're going all in on spiritual ascendance, which turns out to be com- meaning becoming psychic and making a thing <laughs> called the Shroud, which I managed to succeed in our second session, mm. <clears throat> um, along with the other spiritual psychics, in our feder- well, one in our federation and one which is Ryan. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. So we actually have three psychic nations yeah. dotted across the map.
5: Three beacons of spirituality reaching out
1: into the... Into the shroud and pulling back side. military resources. Oh
0: uh, I'm going to give people a quick background on what Stellaris is because they may be listening to this and going, "What are they talking about? None of this makes sense to me." Uh, Stellaris is a 4X game. Think of it as Civilization in space, played at real time, basically. Um, the real time, I think, right? is
2: key to the enjoyment. Yes. Like, like playing playing like uh, turn base is fun, but like you can just end up like waiting for people's turns can be annoying, but Man, with real time, it's just it's just nonstop, and you still get that just one more turn feel. Right. You're, just, you're just like, oh, I'll just wait till this research ends, and I'll, I'll just wait till like I do this, yeah. and then you still end up like staying up until like three a.m. in the morning. Yeah,
0: there are enough bars slowly filling up that whenever, yeah. whenever you look, something's really close. Yeah, there's all, yeah, there's always a bar yeah. almost full. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's actually it, it's interesting that forex games and um, idle games have a lot in common in that way. Hmm. Well. That's, that's for another time. Yeah. Um, um,
1: I do think it tries to skew way more to the simulation y side than classic 4X strategy game. It's a little more random. It's a little more unfair. And, yeah, very unfair. But it, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. And there's all these little role playing and story hooks in it. Mm. Um, and it does quite well. And like, definitely the night is dark and full of terrors. Like, <laughs> everywhere you go, it's like, mm. holy shit, I ran into something completely ridiculous and unfair. There's a 20,000 strong fleet and mines at a
0: thousand yeah Yeah, yeah. um yeah there's you you often find something crazy which is this is um something i i love about uh some of the games that come out recently is there's a lot of great story moments that come out of it not that they are uh structured stories but that you then have a story to tell later um like oh i just saw two cultures fighting next to a black hole i just Mm. stumbled across that or something like that um Mm. and and that's Probably my favorite thing about stars at the moment is just there's a ton of those. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very, as Carl was
5: saying, like super simmy where there's just tons of stuff going on. And if you happen to look deep enough
0: in any spot. Right. Like, there'll usually be some crazy thing going on. Um, it's uh, particularly pronounced that you guys played a lot. And I had played about two hours. And I came into work the day the day of the, that we started the uh, the big multiplayer game. And I said, so I did the tutorial last night and I found some event where my Earth probes had been, uh, we, we had just gotten our, our faster than light travel and my mm-hmm. Earth probes that we had sent out in the 70s, yeah. uh, we now realize had sensitive information that should they fall into... An enemy's hands could prove, like, terrible. So yeah. I should go and try and catch up to Re- the probes. Retrieve that down. Voyager capsule.
2: That's funny. I don't know if I've ever right? had that. So like... You still haven't had it? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember ever you, having you it. You
5: play tons of games. Well, you do, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's just it's random. You know, you can...
3: I reckon I've had it since since we started that game. I've had it maybe, like, four or five times now.
5: Oh, wow. I, for some reason, tend to get Pirates tend to get attacked by pirates. Yeah, I
3: often get, like,
5: I'm yeah. constantly
2: getting the the birth of space piracy. Yeah. Yeah. That happens in every game.
5: Yeah, I, I had assumed uh, that was in every I, game. I, I
2: still think still it happens too. in oh, every game. Oh, right, we, we, right. It's on the same, the same this, layer. I reckon could, it's every
5: game. look and find out, mm. but, yeah. Um, but you can
2: also get, like, you get the birth of space piracy, and but then you can also find, like, an actual yeah. little pirate like stronghold that's like 10k and stuff like uh, oh yeah there is Mm -hmm. there
3: is a pirate chain as well Mm -hmm. and that starts with um you like blowing up one in your own system and you have to hijack it and stuff oh okay and then it gives you like six different star systems across the galaxy where you go find more pirates oh wow
1: that's cool
5: never finished that that, that's the uh, that's actually like the space cult pirates oh okay yeah thanks i've I've definitely Uh, only
1: had a few games where i've had like pirates throughout my empire early on and it's been a really horrific thing and often mm -hmm. games where i i'm sure i've met pirates when i've been going around other places but not but they're not a threat to me yeah. that's right whereas i've had ones where my, like the first game we played at the office my entire early game was trying to deal with pirates and <laughs> right. i don't know what anyone else was up yeah. to i had this threat in my borders mm. you,
3: yeah you generally get like the the first like 100 to 200 fleet and then there's a, a pirate military station yeah and a star somewhere else and mm. i found that if you don't um, blow up that station immediately. It starts pumping it grows, out yeah. slightly bigger and bigger fleets that keep coming.
5: I've uh like cleaning up after um for instance like uh certain certain hive minds that consume entire cultures. Like if the AI hadn't dealt with its pirates, I've sometimes run across like a uh hmm. you know the last bastions of a civilization, which are basically some space pirates that are just growing hmm. larger hmm. in the little, little <laughs> backwater system That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Um. And so would kill them. I in, guess. In our giant multiplayer game, there's like what, 10, ten players? Something like that? I think so. I'm, I think we I'm, went
5: I think we ah. might have almost gone up to twelve, but we were down to
0: Right. Or down um, three. I yeah. Think. Um we've had I'm, some people drop yeah. in and out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um we've only played two sessions, so it's what, almost eight hours um of that single game. Mm, well, I think it, it is nine hours because we went an hour over time. <laughs> mm. Um, we might post a screenshot of the galaxy map. Yeah, the state um, of the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah and so you can well. see, see what it looks like. But basically, mm-hmm. right now, um, there are two federations. And, uh, in fact, we've got two members from each federation on the podcast. Carl and I are in one federation um, alongside Chris H. Yes, full of peace-loving, yep. nice we, people. We We abhor war, but... Um, in real life, we, all three of us really want to go to war and we can't. Um, so we, can't we are, we are uh, You're bound, bound by, by <laughs> our, our ethics, basically. Um, and then we've got Ryan and Blake both playing very aggressively militaristic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blake, Blake's definitely not as militaristic as the other
5: members of I mean, the Federation.
3: I, I don't know. He started more wars than me.
4: I
5: think he's only done one.
3: Nope. No. no, he definitely hasn't. Oh, Ever since I joined so the federation, I'm getting constantly bombarded with Blake wants to go to war with this guy.
0: <laughs> uh, right, right. But
3: that's just me destroying little people
2: that <laughs> don't affect the I, I, the. I think that counts. Larger galactic.
0: Yeah. Um, you started off quite isolated, I think.
2: Uh, I well, no, I was quite close to no, no, uh,
5: Desire. Like uh, yeah, I was so almost right next to Desire. We, uh, so, yeah. we actually have home systems that are a very short mm, distance ah, apart. Yeah. So we were first contact, and it was quite tense like the story of our diplomatic relationship is Mm. an interesting one Mm.
0: tell it for me oh right Uh,
5: (laughs) yeah so so uh i am or i was a decided like i'm a technocracy decidedly focused on being small didn't want to colonize additional planets but wanted space-based resources and right. exploration to be happening
0: and you're aggressively pursuing science
5: and aggressively pursuing yeah. science whereas Blake on the other hand essentially discarded science as important and wanted to expand as far as possible to just yep. get the hive into as many places as possible and just have a huge mm. presence on the on the galactic stage which he can then develop later into like a more Powerful empire, right? But very land grabby at, at first.
2: Yeah, very, very land grabby. Yeah, so much so because uh, your uh, research um, speed slows down depending on how many,
5: yes, how much yeah. population yes. you have, and how many in each planet as well. Yes yeah. slaps you. With and an so I empire.
2: had these like like spurts of massive land grabs, and so my my research was just gr- basically ground to a halt, where it was taking like. Over a hundred months for like every single research, mm. and I mean, what does a hundred months translate into for for That's in like, like real 10 or twenty time? minutes, right? Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah,
5: yeah, like a a long time for something to finish, and then also compared to like every everybody else is probably researching in twelve to thirty months. Mm. So, like, yeah, you're you're three or ten times as slow. Yeah. As, so I was I was kind of like
0: yeah. technologically stagnant. Yeah, you're, basically cavemen that are slowly yeah, that, creeping across. Yeah, we are just a, yeah, a, yeah.
5: It was basically like the hive doesn't use technology; it just like jumbles together yeah. with some janky. I was I was running ships. on the
2: lowest on, on yeah. the, the 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 lowest ships for like the longest time. Right. Um, yeah, and just got so massive that. I was like right, and in this game that we, the last game we played, I spent the entire time just restructuring internally until I was like actually up and running like yeah. a like a normal
4: <laughs> empire. But,
5: but yeah, so the the friction between us was pretty immense, and if I had been slower, I might have felt quite quite trapped. Mm. But I was able to I was able to set up some enclaves in places that I. Felt was important, yeah, uh, and then watch as Blake's like massive population pressure started to just push my borders in Mm. towards the the places that I actually had, which actually
2: forced you to take a military um, tradition. Yes, uh,
5: yeah, I I eventually like picked up a little bit of border range just to just to buffer Mm. that, Uh, and and used uh, like as you were saying earlier, my little little pop up Mm. uh, create little pockets
0: of civilization all throughout the galaxy. Mm.
5: Yeah, so I, I decided to distribute a little bit more and And because we're both quite diplomatic, we didn't end up getting into hostilities, but we easily could have if something like critical to one or the other well, has I been strongly occupied.
0: suspect that Blake being yeah. technologically for lack of a better word dumb um, <laughs> meant that like if if he had tried to go to war with you, you would have basically been able to hold your ground and you yes. would have been throwing resources at, at yeah. the wall and nothing, it would not, it would not have, not have slowed both of us down quite a lot yeah neither of us wanted that right it would be it would yeah. be a, a, a pyrrhic victory for one yeah. of you. <laughs>
5: Yeah, and I think I'm. I mean, like, if there had been, if there had been something that was critically, strategically important, like uh, there were ruins of an ancient megastructure that I secured. Oh yeah, and you napped them. Of, yeah. uh, a couple of very, very nice research spots, and if I hadn't, if I hadn't been able to secure them. I definitely would have considered like a, a quick war to just like remove a colony or two, mm. just to get like the some breathing room. But the
2: the thing is, like yeah. I go into these games with kind of multiplayer games with the same strategy of like I'm gonna befriend my neighbor because and, and it, you did. Yeah. I just think it's the it's like beneficial for Both people to not be fighting early on mm. because it just weakens both of them, and then when they discover a larger civilization that hasn't been at war constantly, they just come in and like waste both of them.
4: Well, right.
0: last yeah. night, uh, a, a similar strategy Carl was discussing something along these lines where basically he wanted civilizations not in his federation but nearby to be healthy because they acted as a buffer, basically, right? Yes, that was definitely my plan. Um, so like, had you considered for example sending resources to neighboring factions to make sure that they could you know withstand the flood of ego Um, I'd considered it but at
1: that time I was pretty greedy for my own resources and and particularly ego particularly up in the north was getting so large I just went oh my peace loving people suddenly need a fleet Mm. Um, Mm. and I
0: suddenly went yes battleships and corvettes we're going to
1: build all of those
0: and your neighbor directly above you, um, I think the Hifness the, the
5: yeah. Technocracy
1: of Hifness. So yes,
0: Hufnus. I hadn't expected them
1: to fall so quickly. No,
0: though. they were quite large, and they were they were kind of a yeah. kind of a, a major power for a while. I think they were, they were AI controlled. They were, yeah, yeah, we're AI controlled. They, they are, but there was a small matter
5: of like uh, of the Numerian independence. They were they were integrating a, a vassal, which was one of our our, our players yes. who joined um, in progress. They
0: they settled one of my planets. Yes, jerks, but the. <laughs> The
5: Hif, yeah, Hifness had them as a protectorate and then as a vassal, and immediately started integrating them. Mm. But that, but that's we had had a player sub into that, yeah, and I guaranteed their independence and fought that war of independence for them, right? Which had the
1: Hifness some, fleet
5: had some detrimental effects on Hifness's ability to defend itself right. against Ego. So yeah. as a
0: result of you uh, basically ensuring that one of our our mm-hmm. newer players had a had a faction to actually enter into, caused another faction to collapse. The might of Ego. Which was was my buffer.
5: It was irresponsible of me, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Ego because Mm. this is the big faction that we are all kind Mm. of afraid of.
2: So Ego started off as a player in our first game. Yes. And he was unable to join in our second game. Um, And so an AI just took over. Yeah. And holy crap, man! That AI has did extremely well. Yeah, did so well. It's it's actually frightening for yeah. everyone, he, basically.
0: <laughs> he he was my north border neighbor um, from basically the start. I think I I found I, I think I surveyed two stars before I found him, and right. and um, I was immediately like, okay, well this isn't great because I knew we it, it's it's uh, someone at work called Mike, mm-hmm. and. He loves to talk about how aggressive he's going to be in these games. So we all knew he was going to be... Aggressively expanding and aggressively attacking. He's, he's
2: done that to his detriment too in past games because the first office game we played, he talked about how he was going to purge <laughs> uh, everyone, how he's going to he's super militaristic, going to just take out everyone. And me and Carl just banded together and like <laughs> smashed. That's <just>, <laughs> true, we did. Yeah.
1: And I, I was playing a little militaristic myself, but we managed to make friends yeah. instead of enemies. Yeah. Well, yes. again,
2: we started right next to each other. We were going to go be to be war friend. until we said, oh, we, yeah, we was, must, yeah, we must make peace. There was a real Cold War land grab happening uh, early on i think we've also
1: played with big bigger map we we didn't know how big a map we should play with yeah, 10 people and that turned out to be leave a lot of space mm. and well and it's pretty much all ego now yeah and those yeah. of us who are playing yeah, like insular exists. peaceful empires just went oh we will just let this things go and the ego just took all the space
3: yep. that was spare yeah. i i personally don't think that ego is as impressive as it looks no
5: oh, yes a corrupt, um, a corrupt institution, rotten within, and yeah, and it's it's a very very collapse. big area. Yeah,
3: that he that has little, like you know, his empire border makes, but he has the same number of planets as Blake does.
1: Yeah, well, we decided to take out its fleet. We were going, our federation was going to go to war with mm. Ego and take out its fleet. However, we're all peace loving. We ended up with someone who was human and now an AI, In and and yeah. and a federation. And the bureaucracy of us going to war Mm. got too hard. Like, literally, we've got Chris H. trying to work out our war goals. And this is a quirk of the game that you've got to work out your goals for going to war. Mm. Um, And if you're in a federation, everyone's got to agree to it. And then we were trying to find an agreement
0: where- That the AI AI would accept. The AI would accept.
1: And we tried this twice. And it took, like, a good 20 minutes out of our evening.
0: Yep. We're, we're still not at war.
1: And, and our Federation's <laughs> acting like the United Nations trying to make an important decision. It's, it's fantastic. And we've actually failed to go to war twice, <laughs> despite the fact we're sitting there with our fleets going up. Yeah, we all we're banned- pretty sure they have weapons of mass and
5: destruction. They, they, well, we I mean, just need to find the evidence. They're, they're, the thing is, they're no, actually committing genocide, yeah. The
2: thing is, you can clearly see their, their, their giant fleets... On their borders, just kind of yeah. like patrolling around near Nick, and it's like it's yeah. ov- it's terrifying. obvious that
5: he's got he's got Nick rivaled terrifying. and everything. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, I want to eat you.
0: It's
2: quite clear what their yeah. intentions yeah. are. <laughs> I, I
0: my fleet is what maybe 17k power, and yeah. his is 62k. Mm. So he's got you know four times the the yeah. size my fleet just sitting there but staring at me. We worked
1: out when we had the 100%. Federation fleet, which is our combined Federation fleet above 20k. Yeah, and I've got a now about twenty k and this at psychic avatar thing, which
4: oh my apparently god. is
1: worth about twenty k.
4: <laughs> what is it, that? Well, it, is like, that it
1: hasn't got a number. It's just got a skull on it's it. Got, oh like, my god! It's
5: got a great yeah. It's got a great deal of offensive power, but it's uh, it's uh, like it's got special properties, like as you would expect from a, a psychic thing. It has yeah. like no health and all shields, oh. which is oh, okay. interesting. Yeah.
2: So if you know for that for some but reasons, can you? Um, you know because with uh, most enemy fleets you can inspect them when you have like a uh, mm. sensor range on them can you do that
3: to that thing i don't i'm not sure if uh, it's modules you or you can't you can't see what it's made up of
2: oh, okay yeah. so you, you just can't you just have to fight them before to see what yeah. e- effect it has and
1: i know less about it than jazar because i've never uh. done the psychic train at all i, I just I've, yeah
5: i've seen i've seen some empires go psychic before and yeah it's, it's a, cool, it's a cool thing, actually, because it, it's kind of different from the way you would normally design a ship. Hmm. Um, but, you, yeah, I'm not exactly sure if somebody would build a fleet to counter psychic
0: avatars because they're not very numerous. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, if you know that there's one or more in the universe and you know that they're, you know, like, for example, our, fe- our Federation, which has four members, half of them are psychic.
5: Right, yeah, so, so they might. there's
0: the potential for two of these just in our Federation floating around. And so an enemy Federation hmm. might go, oh, well. Maybe I can
5: build something again. Yeah, need, need a hunter fleet or I something. I would be
0: very surprised if if we had another
3: one Why in the game. Just by the number of different things that can happen mm-hmm. in the Shroud sure. and the fact that the Carl getting it wasn't guaranteed. Like him getting the option and at rolling the chance of him getting it wasn't yeah,
1: guaranteed. Yeah, that's right. There, there's, um, we should I've, explain the Shroud because this sounds yeah, magical. Because so, so, it is. Because uh, the thing
2: is, I'm not even exactly sure what the Shroud so is.
1: If you, there is this psychic, in the game, there are a lot of story paths and one of them is quite difficult if you start as a spiritual empire you can choose some options and end up having psychic powers and you use your ascension perks which are like huge investment like
0: they're basically like keystones yeah keystones or or capstones. like the the, they're the primary thing you're going for when you're going through your unity
1: and you need two of them Mm. to become like really just two you need need to start two different uh, ascendancy perks to do it Oh, yes. you need sorry. at least
3: three already selected? For you, you, yeah, so, so you, your third
1: one is the f- third ascendancy you take is the first point, and then the fourth one yeah. you can take is transcendent. There, ah. there
5: are several ways you can do it, but it requires, yeah, it requires two of your perks, and you must have four total perks in order mm. to actually ascend. And okay.
1: then once you have ascended... Every so often you can, as well as getting a whole bunch of other benefits and techs and special stuff, you can go into this contact, the shroud in some mass civilization seance and and then basically get to draw out of a goodie bag and get a thing. Mm. And it gives you like three choices and you've got different odds of getting them. Mm. Right. And the avatar was like small odds to get it. And I picked it and got it. And then suddenly so I've it's, got this. It's a nice now you've got
0: a giant Ooh. avatar. Yeah. Now, uh, is this a one off thing? Or um, is this a, like, now every X years you can do 60 this. months.
1: Every, every yeah five years you get to reach into the shroud and get a, a, a beanie, a, a good thing. Yeah, right. so, Maybe. Well, so, is that the only type of event that you have been offered? Um, So I managed to get all my fleets with evasion and I think I've done this three times and I failed to get something once. Have any of them been, have you met any like larger entities in there? Um, Other than my avatar? No, but I'm told you can. Yeah. So that's, so there's a, that type of shroud
5: event, which is just like a nice bonus, but kind of random. And then there are other ones, right? Oh, also. and my favorite
1: one, the blog, who have actually been in a game we've played previously. One of my bits of text was seeing the blog talking and stealing one of their like super weird technologies. <laughs> the, this <laughs> is
5: one of our, our hyper advanced fallen empires yes. that are just stagnantly sitting yeah. in the corners of the so galaxy. So I'll
0: just quickly explain what those are. Basically, you've got this galaxy. You're not the only intelligent culture. Obviously, there are other players, but then there are also there, there are these AI players that uh, thematically speaking have been there for, you know, billions of years before you. And so they have hit the technological limits. They've got huge armies and they're extremely powerful and they either won't talk to you or acknowledge you or will basically sort of look down upon you and pity you occasionally.
2: And they they also take up very little space on the yes, map. Yes, they don't but, spread out.
0: Really. Yeah.
3: yeah. There are quite a few flavors of them as well. Like, okay. There are ones that will just straight up ignore you because they're they're too good for you. Yeah. And there are other ones that also think that um, like they know what's best for the galaxy and they'll start trying to force you to do things that you potentially don't want to do. Yeah. And because you don't want to make them mad, you potentially just have to say yes to whatever they they tell you to do and that right. can drastically mm. change how you end mm. up
0: running your empire in my in my very first like game at home um i i built a i think a, a border outpost frontier outpost and uh, it sort of hit the limits of a fallen empire's territory mm. and i didn't realize this at the time and i they immediately went no. to war yeah. immediately yeah. destroyed my my so, all of my things that's also and a then,
2: thing as well like like they have their they have their clear empire, but they also have space around it that they consider like their there's, territory. Well, so and yeah. if you colonize planets or put anything in there, they there's a chance they'll def- they'll go to war that's, with you yeah. to take them off you. Yeah,
5: that's like the specific because uh, as Ryan was saying, there are flavors of fallen empire. Yeah, that's that's true. The, yeah. the xenophobe one has a bubble, mm. and if you come inside the bubble, that's what yeah. makes them mad. Yeah. But like the spiritualists are more like it's not so much being close to them. It's doing things that they don't like. Right. Uh, that'll make them mad. Right. So for instance, I'm on, I'm on really thin ice with our spiritualist fallen empire because I, they, they think that I'm soulless automatons. Yeah. And obviously I'm the same people, just robots now, but you know, they have a different view. Just digital.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that old digital soul.
5: <laughs> yeah. The destruction, the destruction of my corporeal like meatbag <laughs> minds is basically irrelevant. We're the same minds. Definitely not like slightly different. So anyway. We didn't all die.
0: We've got the Blorg in our in our universe. And uh they're sort of they're kinda of friendly to me. They're no, they're, I I think their thing is that they're incredibly ugly,
2: but there's um, but they <laughs> love everyone.
0: Yeah, they They've just started giving out they, they gave me yeah. some minerals and energy and then they gave me a technology. They're the most peaceful, like Super loving nice. everyone. The they're
2: just
1: hideous.
0: Are they the ones that <laughs> Take your population because someone oh, they yes. did yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That, they, they wanted my population for a zoo and it was like ah. yeah they're concerned that you might get like
5: you should say yes. genocided by I, I did say so yes you, so you, they want to preserve a member of you yeah. but um
1: that was actually inconvenient because they took someone who had just gone to a new consecrated colony oh, of mine. No. Oh well, and they took your only pop off. Col- yeah, no, no, it was one of like two or three. But oh, it was, oh, that's a bummer. But basically, whenever I go take a new world, we consecrate it with uh because one of my ascendancy perks is consecrating worlds and it becomes a holy place. And all oh, right. Goes, oh, and it decolonized it. And it almost decolonized. Oh, okay.
3: It. Well, lucky didn't take a leader because I've had ones where they, they take my my leaders away from me. Oh wow, I've had Ooh. ones like that as well where they they're like, hey, this
2: scientist, he's uh, he's really. A genius, and he's limited by your limiting technology. Uh, he should come to us, and like we uh, can do, he can do the, so much
5: more. Is that a thing, the materialists? Uh, the materialists. I think so. Yeah, areas. I don't. I don't know yeah. what um the keepers of knowledge ones. Yeah, I think that yeah. might have been. I haven't one run of those into them ones. as much as I'd like. They seem fun. Yeah.
1: So uh, one thing I think with our second session, we played a session like it was a month ago now, mm. which was the early game, which is what we'd been mm. doing in our one-off sessions. Which has Installaris has this nice rhythm you. Have rising tension as you go out, and then you meet meet the other empires, and you yeah. have this sort of downbeat of nervousness, and then you find out whether you're at war or not. Mm-hmm. I, I think the mid game, which was weird, we all had things to do, but it can very get very static. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much where we're at now, right? Yep. Like yeah, we've got. Static two federations and Josiah's his own
1: yeah the neutral observers
5: yeah he's, he's yeah you know and, just, and
1: you get this detente between these big federations and no one can afford to go to war mm. and and we need a mm. we almost had a ferdinand assassination moment with jake's empire right um, yeah
5: and, yeah it could have easily been like a a bunch of galactic support for independence but um yeah, there's not there's not a lot of independent actors because. Uh, well, I, so I was expecting that Ryan would would hopefully stay independent, but uh, joining the
1: joining the vast hive mind. I thought he was going to take out yeah. Nikolai's devouring swarm, which mm-hmm. yeah, is yeah. one of the other nasty hive minds out there. Is a devouring swarm.
3: Well, part of the reason. <laughs>
1: Tell us the your federation secrets.
3: Is that I can see everything that Blake and Nikolai are doing now? Right. <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the intelligence that goes both yeah. ways. Like wow. I can
1: see everything you're doing. Yeah, Nick-
3: I, the difference was is that I was quite happy with what I saw. So, so how did oh, okay. Nikolai
1: join the federation if he's a devouring swarm? Oh, crew? he uh, he switched out. Oh. Yeah. So it turns yeah. out hive hive
5: minds can um, can go into phases of being horrifying murder machines
1: and then stop. So we're not the Tyranids anymore. We yeah. are, we're just, we've evolved. we evolved
2: mm. some different stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we can devolve at any moment. So, yeah.
1: And then because of the Stellaris seems to have three acts, our next session, we should have some horrible in-game threats occur. Yes. And yeah, that, so, th-
2: yeah. I mean, do you want to explain what that yeah, is? Yeah, because
0: I still haven't had that. Okay. Ooh.
1: So after a number of years, and it can accelerate based on um, events in the galaxy, mm. you can have one or more in-game crises yeah happen and these are basically involve outside incursions from horrific threats yep and or fallen empires deciding to wake up and um throw their weight around
3: yeah i don't think those are the same
1: no yeah yeah they're they're not the same but they can both happen so you
3: can only have have one in-game crisis yep um which and is the wa- external awakened thing. empires are not
1: part of that no but they're they're an in-game thing that happens and, the, and, and they, they feel be, pretty crisis-y to yeah, me yeah, they yeah. often I,
5: interact like sometimes a fallen empire will awaken because it feels like the galaxy is going to get eaten yeah and it'll be a, you know it'll defend you but so sometimes they are the
1: problem to give an example of one of the in-game crises you get these extra-dimensional things come through mm-hmm. and then you find out that they're, they're out there to Spoilers for people. So, if you want to play and you don't want to know about this, that, stop listening. Yep. Um, then, they, when they attack a planet, they eat the planet and, like, the planet's Dang. gone from the universe. Wow. And they keep coming through these wormholes. Yep. Um, and that one gets interesting because if you leave them, if if you can't deal with them, then more can start coming through in different places. Well,
5: actually, yeah, and they split into three factions and start fighting each other. See, I've, I, I didn't know planets. that because
1: I only saw two factions because I managed yeah. to deal with them when the yeah. second one came well, out. Well, I've never
5: seen guys. more than. It's it's if you're One. losing. If you're losing it gets more interesting
2: wow. by splitting into like a, a civil
5: And
1: they war.
2: fight each other. It gets yeah.
5: super
1: weird. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I like the uh, th- there's sometimes a weird sort of balance with that when a when an end game crisis shows up, especially when it's in somebody else's it's territory. real convenient
1: <laughs> when it eats them. Yeah. I did, because I don't then you're like, oh yeah, contingent. this this is this is great. They're <laughs> like no. dealing
2: with an enemy of mine and making them weaker, but they themselves are getting stronger mm. and stronger and be, now they become a massive enemy that you have to deal with yourself.
1: Yeah,
5: Yeah. but it, I mean, in our in our massive multiplayer game, it's it, there's you know some potential for galactic cooperation there, or, yeah. or not, yeah. or not, depending
1: or not. on where it is. Like, so it should break the current détente for when sure. Stuff starts yeah. happening like that, that.
5: Yeah, that's true. Actually, does does one federation attack the other in a in like a mad self-destruct? Well, there is a sort yeah. of
0: kingmaker scenario that happens yeah. when, when there's like two giant federations and I guess a third threat enters. Right, mm. right. Someone's gonna lose yeah,
1: and, yeah. Um, or we could band together and save the galaxy because we've been pretty nice so far
0: yeah it's, it's uh,
5: we're actually a fairly chill galaxy in this iteration we might get some because uh, i think it's urine urine and and mike and occasionally nikolai are, are probably the the most unreasonable empires. Well, Ni-
2: Nikolai uh, did not want Ryan in the federation because he's like, he's mm. not one of us. He's not he's, a hive mind. He doesn't understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> oh, so your
1: federation, the, the federations get an automated name. and You can rename it though. Oh, you can, but the, the automatic yeah. names are cool. And and the one which started off as just two hive minds was called Great Minds Think Alike. Yep. Well, that was a custom
0: name though. Yeah, yeah, that was a custom oh, was it? name. I, I thought that was an automatic no, one. No, that no, was no. awesome. Yeah, no. that's a great name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of the names we've had for factions uh, have been really good as well. I think Chris H. has had the best names, in my opinion, so far. Yeah. He's, he's playing a faction oh, called yeah, the yeah. Good Boys, <laughs> yes. and they're the
2: all dog-themed. It's funny because um, people people that are not playing when we're, we're staying late uh, will come over to my desk and be like, oh, what's going on here? And I'll, I'll show them around the galaxy, this is Nikolai, this is Ryan, this is thing. And then they always go, the, the faction of Good Boys, <laughs> like, who's <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs>
0: Um and and we we had a, a second game that we started a couple weeks ago because too few people from the mm. current game could make it and in that he became uh Pack and Slave. Oh. which is a slave God. driving faction um, yep. based on the Pack and Save retail mm. like grocery mm. chain here yep. at New
5: Zealand which is is referred to as that because of their like relatively low minimum wage for yep. for our country.
0: And and I love that he named each of his planets after an Isle in Packin's. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that I, I didn't great. I
2: wasn't around long enough in that so game good. to see it. That was oh, great.
0: Yeah. You got wiped out so Yeah, fast. yeah. Um yeah. So,
2: was, I only got I got wiped out because like I was trying to play a, a different sort of play style that I wasn't like a hundred percent sure of and, well, and it just sort of really wobbly it at the in start. The early game. that was okay. a
1: very odd we decided as it was a one off, we'd just small empire, mm. everyone go militaristic and expand. And Four of us ended up on five of us ended up on one side of the galaxy yes, and then, and then Blake, Blake and on the other side with all the a i yeah i had a i had uh yeah. uh
2: xenophobe uh yeah xenophobe empire above me, xenophobe empire below me, and to the side a fallen empire that was a xenophobe uh,
5: yeah yeah <laughs> i uh i was on the other side of that, and I was like, man, it'd be nice to go and like make contact with Blake, oh nope. Yeah. I nope, no, nope. yep. never, and never gonna
1: happen. On the other side, I decided to go super militaristic rush. Oh yes, and um, I rushed out and attacked Nikolai pretty much as soon as I was able.
2: Right. That was a, there was some interesting stories that came out of that because you tributized a whole bunch. I of I tributized people. three oh of the players,
1: mm. yeah, and and started on on the fourth. Yes, I was trying yeah. to like I take tributed three people, and, and was and, trying and, to get Nikolai, not Nikolai, sorry, Josiah as yeah. well.
2: And when you tributize someone, what does that mean? It
1: means you get twenty five percent of their minerals and their energy, mm. and yeah. because. We we're going super aggressive. I didn't spend that on improving my own economy. Right. I used that to fund my next war. <laughs> right. You
0: were you were fueling your military. That's on right. The- backs of the yeah. of your tribute so once I'd got three of them I thought well now I've got to take the
1: fourth out yeah, yeah. and and then I sort of stalled and I, I didn't quite because I had very, up a bit very desperate um, knife fighting yes and the, I almost got him but then we were,
5: and we were at war for like 30 years or something like yeah,
1: that and then yeah. all of them banded together and because my economy was solely based on tribute on
5: them <laughs> yeah it was you actually had a lot of very strong economic tributaries
0: and as soon as they declared their mass insurrection yes. it was just like oh, your out. economy fell apart. And interestingly, yeah. um, at least if I, I had been really trying to stabilize my economy because, mm-hmm. you know, 25% of your resources are being drained. So you have to build a lot more just to main, maintain costs. And so as soon as uh, I broke away as a tribute, um, my economy skyrocketed. And suddenly, like, I was I was back in the game. To do and anything you and want, Nikolai yeah. was back in the game. And I think Chris H was there as well. Yes, so we yes. were all suddenly going really well. And, and Carl, yeah. who was so aggressive at the start, uh, found himself like, in a bit of trouble.
1: Yeah, I decided I get to be my own in game crisis right yeah. at the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, um,
0: it was interesting, though. Yeah. Let's talk about starting strategies because um, we've, we, I mean, oh, it seems like everybody has a little bit of a different starting strategy. My, in, in the first game that we played, the big multiplayer game, I didn't realize that by taking a planet, you expanded your borders. I had oh, yeah. assumed that you had to expand your borders to claim a planet. Right. Yeah. So I was I was putting frontier outposts, basically marking out my territory, and then I was going to backfill, which was yeah. like a terrible idea because uh, it's, it's, it's ruined pretty, my economy.
5: It's a pretty good idea, uh, and it works, but it's only if you particularly like like me in that first game are very shy of the additional technology and unity costs from having more population. Right. Uh, and if you're not, then yeah, planets are amazing. Mm. I mean,
2: it also, yeah. it, it also works if you don't overextend your, um, your, uh, influence spending on, uh, Yes. You know, on on. Um, we, yeah,
5: because yeah. you get building frontier outposts has a cost. Yeah, we yeah, should briefly
1: discuss the, the yeah. influence economy because this is one of my favourite oh, yeah, so bits uh, about the game. Yeah, and you've got some good like, yes. thoughts on So in the game there's a bunch of resources like most games, but there's influence. And influence to do anything that matters on the board as such, like if you want to plan it or you want to claim some space for the frontier outpost mm-hmm. it all costs influence and changing your faction and and hiring leaders hiring, and, all this things yeah. cost it so stuff that actually affects the game and, and strategic decisions cost influence and you get influence from a variety of things but it's mostly by doing things that act like the empire you made at the beginning hmm. so if you make a warlike empire you want to declare all your neighbors as rivals which is normally a bad idea because then you're at each other's throats, but Mm. it gives you influence so you can affect the board better. And if you're like really political or peaceful or you've got lots of political factions, you want to make those factions happy and that gives you influence. Mm. So this has this built-in economy where to do things on the board, you basically have to role-play the empire you made at the beginning. Mm. And it works
0: remarkably well
1: when you try to game it, you do the right kind of things.
0: This is true. Um, Though you can kind of screw yourself by if you if you don't realize that some things have an influence upkeep or that that some things can actually detract from your influence such as like accidentally pissing off one of your factions oh right yep. um then you're you can be in in trouble because it it really hinders your ability to then fix that problem
5: yeah. yeah you you have to like it feels really bad, and for some players, maybe they would never do it, but you have to dismantle some of those frontier outposts that you're running and you yep. have to you have to
0: work really hard to make this obnoxious faction happy and yep. yeah yeah. And, and that's what i found myself doing last night because just yeah. i had i had all these frontier outposts and i had very little influence and i just had to start dismantling them right um but at that point you'd realize that you could colonize planets yes so yeah. i started reclaiming my borders and then I, I i backfilled and then i took down the the yeah. frontier outpost my borders didn't change too much um but i mean like your starting strategy, you, you, Blake. You you talk, You were talking about in that game where you wanted to try something new.
2: Yeah. What um, happened? So uh, yeah, in that in that particular game, uh, basically I just wanted to try and do what Josiah does yeah. and focus inwardly. Be be small mm. uh, instead of being a hive mind and being giant. Uh, be be small and very tech focused and like uh, micromanage my planets instead of uh, letting like you because. You can put planets into sectors within your within mm-hmm. your empire, and then the AI sort of just manages manages
0: that for you. Yeah, and you you don't get as many resources. Yeah, you like-
2: don't get as many resources for it. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so I was I was trying to like focus on just a f- few small planets, and um, not really worrying about uh, colonizing out. And I didn't worry about it. So like I. I didn't worry about it to my detriment because I kind of just watched as other empires took planets around me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. And that, uh, because
0: there were xenophobes. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't then expand. Mm. And yeah.
2: then I'm just like, well, I have nowhere left to expand right. to. And I, I like not really doing a good job of micromanaging these planets anyway, because it's the first attempt of me to oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I kind of committed suicide in that game. <laughs> by uh, there was a there was a one of the empires really close to me uh, clearly hated me and was very close to going to war with me. So I just went to war with them, and then flew into their their sector and saw that they had like three times as many ships. <laughs> bring, and I just yeah. fought them and was like, you know what, I just I just give up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you were you you were not the Happiest emperor yeah. after that. I was
2: like, oh man, it's such a because it, it, it's such a bummer. It was only like an hour. Yeah,
0: after. <laughs> especially because those Game. games really will go on for like yeah, 10, 12 hours yeah. plus.
2: And I came over to your guys' side after me, just trying to like, like, like uh, build up my little like planets and mm. and putting mm. like up, upgrades. And my my research was going way faster than in previous games. So I had lots of up, updates, upgrades to buildings to do, but yeah. I wasn't putting the money into. Uh, frontier outposts, or mm, or, or colony yeah. ships, or fleets, um and then so coming over to your guys' side and seeing like these huge galactic <laughs> space opera that's happening I was like, man, I had a bummer of a game in wow. that one.
4: Yeah. You
2: guys are having so much fun over
5: there. <laughs> yeah, we were like after the fact. I I I was unfortunately like busy trying not to get wiped out by Carl. Yeah, but, uh, I think I think. Cause you can join in progress at install You probably should have like hopped into it. Uh, I think or I something. was, I was
2: so no, demoralized, demoralized yeah. that I just, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. Oh, That's fair. But, uh, but the thing is like that weekend I went, I, I came back home and uh, recreated that, um, that empire uh, in sing a single player. Right. And did a few like practice runs and, and to
4: play it. yeah. And sort of learned
2: to play that kind of play style. And I, then took that micromanaging and like specializing planets and looking for the planets that have bonuses on, took that into the uh, game we just continued with the mm-hmm. hive mind and like drastically improved oh, yeah. the running of that hive mind yeah
5: blake blake went from uh from being this super technologically backwards land grab to actually catching right up to par with everybody else in one session so you're saying we should
1: have hit you and you hit should you have hard. hit me yeah <laughs> when i
2: only had like cor- uh corvettes still.
5: Yeah, blake blake was very hittable at the start of the session yeah basically. yeah right.
2: i was i was big but like very soft
1: it would take us like four hours to to Sit down and arrange going to yes. war. Yeah.
5: But, well, <laughs> yeah, but ag- again, like credit to Blake's diplomacy, um, he managed to offer me enough like resource incentives and diplomatic incentives to actually get me to help with mm. technology. So we actually made him a protectorate for the first half of the session. So he was both militarily protected and getting this 90% tech speed boost. Wow. Which, yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. But it only insane. took a few
2: minutes for me to catch up. Or oh, no, not, ca- well, not so catch up, become. Yeah, uh, the it, next next it like state, a, which is a vessel,
5: an hour and a half before we we had to dissolve that because you yeah you torn through it was I mean no it was a, it was it, a little while it was only
2: like I, th- I felt like it was, it was so just fast. like thirty minutes yeah yeah well I mean in the in the in in that game all I was really doing was like managing stuff so time was just meaningless to me <laughs> yeah
5: I think I mean it was it was fast it was like shockingly fast but I think mm. it still took like
0: a a decent little. we we were busy being inwardly
1: focused and being terrified of ego
0: yep Mm. Mm. yeah he's he's huge now now ryan you in the in in the current game the one we were playing last night if i recall correctly early on i think you claimed about three different cultures uh two two so i guess
3: surprisingly like the way that was only my second game as well i I didn't play very much but the way i ended up playing that game actually ended up being my my go-to strategy for starting new games which is I like to start down the Yeah man. I like to start down the um prosperity tree initially and rapidly expand out to about three planets. Um and then stay there and just fortify my spaceports and put as much effort into that territory as I can. And then I make about two or three science ships, find my two closest neighbors and immediately crush them. <laughs> See, that's that's the most opposite of what mm. I do with neighbors. <laughs> yeah, so that's why first three planets get some spaceports, yeah. get some good income, and go over your naval capacity right. by about 10%, 20%. Wow. Then while your neighbors are just starting to put their first two planets out, they don't have any spaceports, you send your um, sizable corvette army, and you take them out. And then once they're your tributaries, you'll basically become a game where you suppress them every 10 years By um, humiliating them.
1: That's what I didn't do against my human opponents. Mm. harder to do versus humans. Yeah, Yeah.
3: It's a very quick war to humiliate them. Um, It's only 10 war score, which doesn't take very long. You gain 100 influence, so it can negate any negative influence gains that you're Mm. getting, as well as reducing their influence gain uh, gain for the next 10 years, which prevents their ability to expand. You also get the opportunity to wipe out their fleet every 10 years which is very terrible for their economies and you just basically use them to prop you up right and do nothing else you cripple them
4: yeah
0: um until you so get this to, is this is very similar to carl's strategy yeah, uh, yeah. In, in our in our second game except i didn't humiliate you enough right i just <laughs> of,
1: i tried to domino through yes. everyone and then and then when i got to my fourth empire i was trying to do this too yeah was when I came on start where well, I should have just kept hitting you three again and again, but that wouldn't have been very fun for the humans. I suspect. No,
3: it's not, it's not fun against players, which Whoa. is part of the reason why I didn't go to war with Jake, because I didn't want to break down our, our working relationship.
2: Yeah, there is, <laughs> right. there is a, there is a funny sort of like thing where you want, you, you want people to have a good time so that they, they'll play again in the future, you know, like, you don't want to just be like dominating someone and then go up to them afterwards and be like, "Hey, wasn't that a great game?" So well,
1: res- normally I'll happily crush yeah. people in games, but this feels more like like Stellaris feels more role playing when some other 4x games feel more like right. like a competition. Yeah, and Stellaris feels to me a little less like that and a little more like, "Hey, we're making a fun science fiction novel." And yeah, everyone gets right. Fun. Um,
0: it's interesting. Uh, I, I've, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Uh, we take breaks. During the games and we all stand around, we talk about strategy and Mm. the board state and all this other stuff. Um, And it's interesting. I think everyone besides wanting everybody else to have fun, I think at the back of everyone's mind is also like in a future game, they may be an ally. And uh-huh. or, or I may need to work with them, and I don't want to just like break trust mm. for for reputation. a single game you, advantage.
2: I mean, you you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> do what uh, we were saying Mike was doing, yeah. where like for months leading up to the game, bragging about oh how he's going to like destroy everyone, and then so nobody trusts him
0: during the game at all. <laughs> exactly, because you're you're. I mean, the person behind the computer matters. Yeah, very much.
5: Right. I I think um like the. Human tributaries are also a bit of a like a sticky situation because while they're at a disadvantage like the a i is never going to go and curry favor with external threats mm. and and engineer their independence uh-huh. but a, you know, but a human is just like so so nasty as a as a vassal if they don't want to be mm, like, right it's it's such a because you know they have vision of you they can. They can do a lot of nasty stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean also, they can be
2: relaying that information yeah. to the enemy. Like it's it's right. It's fantastic. And, and when the in time is
5: right, they take their twenty five ch- percent chunk of resources that they're giving you and use it to build a
0: fleet. Yeah, there's a, even a little bit of meta gaming going on where someone will leave their computer, walk over to someone else in the office, and talk to them about what's happening. And you know, it's it it sort of mm. gets around some of the communication channels yeah. within well, the game.
2: Well, I mean, Ryan, me and Ryan, me and is, Ryan were like yes. chatting in person, like about what to do about certain <laughs> certain things for oh,
0: tell us more
5: what, there, what are these there certain a, things there was a hilarious situation you oh, told yeah, me I, about after the game actually, that I yeah, didn't there, realize God, that at was the so time <laughs> it, was, it was awesome so, what happened so
3: there was so th- i was aware of a leviathan that was coming out of a black hole very early in the game, and,
5: and Ryan is heroic militarists. This is important.
3: It was right. it was right in the w- middle of one of my yeah. um, tributaries borders. Oh, and, it's just, and, um,
1: a leviathan is one of these night full of terrors thing, where there's this just basically giant monster, which is you just cannot deal with early in the game, mm. and it's very yeah. hard to build up and, and, and deal and with. And
2: some of them like eat suns and, yeah. and so things like right, that. Back yeah. to
1: Ryan. Sorry, I just thought I'd tell the audience. That. So I, I didn't even know. I couple.
3: I, 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 I was waiting. For the right time to um, go kill it. Because I've, I've played enough games where I, I sort of know where I'm supposed to be. Um, however, I had this ongoing pressure that I knew that Josiah was also nearby. And he would also like to kill this Leviathan, potentially. For, for science. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I made a decision that I needed to take action before I lost it. Um, I decided not to tell Blake and Nikolai because uh,
2: I knew about this thing as well because it was very close to my border and yeah, I no. was eyeing it up as well yeah. and being like maybe I'll take that on
3: at some point. Yeah, because even though we're in Federation, I was being greedy and selfish and I didn't want to share. <laughs> so great. And what happened? <laughs> so I sent in my sub I forgot to talk to the magical curator scientist people who give you a, a, a like a basically a, a foot up. A damage on, boost. A damage mm, boost yeah. on destroying these things. I forgot to do that, and I sent my subpar fleet in. And it was so close. It was so close that I, <laughs> I literally fought it for the full four to five minutes where I watched it just cling on to life. Wow. And just slowly tear through my fleet. I'm like, it's so close. I, c- I can't stop now. I can't stop now. And I basically just wiped out my entire fleet that way, losing to this thing. Um, and I was like, God damn it! But I, I knew exactly what I needed to do for next time. I got the 25% damage boost and started building up my fleet again. And just when I go over to talk to Blake, I was like, all right, this time I'm going to be smart. I'm going to get Blake to help me. And we brought it up on screen. We, we could clearly screen, see it. Had it on screen. We were looking at it, and I was talking to Blake about it. And Blake's like, oh, what's this thing? And we see a little fleet flying. And oh, and it's, wow. <laughs> Josiah's, like, scientifically teched up 30K fleet. <laughs> and we watch it just obliterate it in about 20 seconds. Yeah. And like,
0: god damn it. <laughs>
5: Get a, get a little, little taste. Uh, 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 and then I heard step. you
3: walk
2: off into the other room and I just hear, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 had,
5: I had missed like, the initial attempt on it. I didn't know that so many people were, like, what, had designs on killing this yeah. thing. And I was just kind of like you know exploring around as I do. And I was like, oh, right. Oh, that thing. I should go kill it. And just mm. like, set my plate on there to knock
0: it over. Um, oh, it was terrible. So let's talk about some of the... the we, we've talked quite a bit about Makes Stellaris really good. Um, Let's talk about what makes it a little frustrating. First of all, Mm. as a 4x game, it's it's pretty complicated, and uh, Mm. you know you're gonna it's gonna take a lot of hours before you actually learn the ins and outs enough that you become competent against someone else who's familiar with the game. Yeah, Uh, that's actually that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, It is just. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a pretty steep learning curve well it's a huge problem
5: for any sort of like opposed multiplayer right yes like you can't just make a group of 12 people and expect them to do okay against each other yeah like it did. when uh, I
3: was reading about the game before I was thinking about buying it I was reading that um a lot of people were recommending that it's actually quite an easy entry into the foi there are,
0: I think you it you can be reasonably competent uh, by just playing and, and doing the things that sound good to you. But when you get into like the systems such as like war or factions or these things that are kind of like actually really important. Or even planning your ascension and traditions. Right. And colonization
5: yes. and all these things. Yeah. Like there are there strats. are
0: elements that um, have a lot of depth and complexity to them uh, but are very opaque the first time you see them. I still don't. I mean, I, I think I vaguely understand how war works, but I, I to actually try and engage in a war uh, is very like intimidating because war,
2: war, I think in Stellaris is like fantastically done.
0: It was very simple at the end of the day. Yeah. It's oh, just
2: the, the thing I have that's some problems with it. The thing I think is confusing oh, yeah, at first sure. is setting the war goals. And, yes. Like what are you yeah. actually doing and what's the war score and all that. But once you sort of realize like each goal has like, you know, uh, a, a score and yeah. you, can ha- you can only have, you can only have a hundred. They, they, they can only add up to like less than a hundred. Right. Um, once you figure that out, I really like that um, instead of just, saying in, like, uh, in other, f- like, forex games where you go to war and you're just at war until, until that person is dead, you know. Yeah. This is, like, I want to go to war and just take these specific planets or uh, liberate this or, like, uh, or stop atrocities and, and, and stop people from uh, being slavers and things like that, like. The war ends when you've achieved the goal, and it's not just like the war ends when you've wiped out that person.
0: Which is, a, which is an awesome-sounding system. However, uh, when you have to actually select those war goals, for, for example, you want mm-hmm. your opponent to seed some planets. Yep. Um, you, you have to have a fairly good knowledge of where those planets are for oh, that yeah. to ever yeah. make any sense. Yep. If you want them to seed planets, you want them to be near your territory. And that means you know when, when you're fighting Ego, when he's got 40 planets – Scrolling and you through can this list. you can seed five of them or, or whatever. Wanna, I
2: got a pro tip for you. Mm-hmm. There's a little there's a search bar. So if you if you go to the area on your say you're going to ego and you yeah. want to take three plant three systems on your border. Sure. You'll you'll bring your screen up to those. You'll set your war goals and you'll just type in the first few letters of those of one of those okay. systems and all the planets in that system yeah. will pop up right. and you can just go bang it bang is, bang.
5: It is. So it is possible, but this is definitely like Nick's concern here is valid. This is a UI problem that yep. like yes. Paradox has solved in Euro- Europa Universalis, where you just like you look at the map, you click on the systems that you want, and it finds those planets and or yeah, that, right. That would be it, a, or, yeah, or, or even
0: just like if if I'm if I'm mousing over one of them, highlight it on the map.
5: Yeah, right. Or well, or, no, I think or, right, I think if, even like it's probably. It's probably critically important in the future that they actually just let you click on stuff on the galaxy map and say, I want sure. these ones. I mean, that would be
0: fantastic. I but, also
1: yeah. want them to have menu right? option. I don't know why they haven't. I want a quick thing to take like a bunch of planets. Nearby on. planets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, it. I love that system. They've got a game called Victoria 2 set in like 19th oh, yeah. century, and the system works beautifully, and it feels like you're in... 19th century nation carefully orchestrating and choosing your things for the war mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel right in the sci-fi game in fact sometimes it feels really wrong it's like why does the devouring swarm have to pick its goals and, and then stop and yeah. then have a 10 year guaranteed peace which mm. would make sense if they were a 19th century empire mm. it doesn't make sense if they're slobbering aliens yeah yeah um, if I'm mm. playing super militaristic why can I not have it that I'm just always at war yep mm. um, and it's kind of cool when we're a federation and literally cannot work out the maths
2: of a war. Go- a <laughs> it's, war. It's, it's frustrating, yeah. but it is also Th- that, that like, cool, enjoyable, but it all- was literally,
1: <laughs> we tried to go to war twice. It took us an hour of our time trying to negotiate. Yeah. The thing, goals under, which both, everyone not just person to person, but literally mechanically trying to get mm. one that worked. Yes. Yeah. Um, And, and failed. Yep. Like, it would be cool if,
2: in that situation, you can sweeten the pot by being like, "Here, here, have these goals, but also here's like a ton of minerals for <laughs> as like a, a payment a bribe. to con- yeah, right. bribe,
1: bribe you to in, to go to war, yeah. or sure. or even just sort of say you have a slavery neighbor, at the federation wants to deal with them, click a menu option that works out some war goals that are roughly do that. And we don't mm. care if it's exact or exactly yeah, what yeah. we want."
5: Um, uh, that would be nice. Yeah, because we we play Stellaris at like a, a fairly high speed with no pausing s- and with no pausing. Mm. And that there's actually this is something um, I've been considering. Like, uh, I think if if these two big player federations that we have, if they actually if one of them declares war on another, I think I actually probably will need to pause the game, go and make sure the federation that was declared on gets to set their goals uh, because yeah. it'll just be such a confusing. Yes like, massive mobilization thing, and it's really easy in Stellaris to forget to set your defensive right. goals. Or to do so them properly. Actually, yeah, mm. yeah. The, the worst part of so war... So we'd have to break the rule, almost, just to make it work,
0: and it shouldn't shouldn't yeah. be that way. The, the war system, as complicated as it is, it, where it really starts to break down is when you have been declared war upon, and you have to set your defensive goals while you're being attacked, and you have to be managing your fleet. Mm. It mm. feels like, okay, I'm already at a disadvantage because... someone's got the jump on me, but now I have to, in order for the, just the war to stop, I don't want to be in this war. I have to make sure that their war goals don't, like, they they don't succeed. Mm -hmm. And I have to set mine and succeed at those. And Right. It, it just is uh, very. It's, it's you, too much. You
5: choose which ones you enforce, but it's also very easy to not choose any.
0: Yeah. Yes. And well, it's just there's too much going on in it, and that. it's terrible right. and when you for win for a war and you haven't
1: itself. asked for enough. Mm. Yeah. Um, like like the only way I got any good at war in this in Stellaris was to play some single player games where I went, I'm going to go as warlike as possible. I don't care what the result is. I'm just going to learn how this works. I have to figure. And it and you actually tend to find war is easier than you realized. Mm. And the war goal system is okay when you're going one on one all but, the time,
5: but it's yeah, it's so so bad for like the first time somebody plays it.
1: Yeah, so, and and yeah. you can make such like there's so many moments in Stellaris where you do something so critically bad in a second that make you want to basically quit. Yeah, a lot and and if you're playing say. a multiplayer game and at the moment our one's going to go for like 12, 13 hours. Yeah it's a big investment when when there are mistakes you can make that take five seconds and basically ruin your entire game
5: yeah or you drastically alter the course of it at least mm. although because i think some some players like like you and i carl have a, a somewhat different view where there's no such thing as a a ruined playthrough it's just a inter- different story. interesting different stories well, that, that that being be said,
1: i've one of the one night yeah. ones we did and yeah. i sent my fleet up against someone in my fleet disintegrated and theirs didn't because even though the numbers were about the same they didn't yep. line up well mm. super bad feel and mm. i've i've done right. the art like that game where i just wailed on nikolai at the beginning and his fleet fell over and mine didn't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and, and and admittedly it wasn't so bad for him but mostly because i didn't do what ryan did to the ai and hit me every 10 years and humiliate him i think um yeah i yeah
5: it's it's Tricky, like we we were discussing after the game, I th- I think like you you did a very like flavorful tributary sort of thing, but if you had just waged wars of annihilation, you probably would have like oh, it would I have could worked have really well. If
1: I the game doesn't yeah. there's sort of a, a boom strategy and there's a rush strategy, but there's not really a good defense against mm. a rush other well,
5: than. I, I, t- I took all the options for defense against a rush that were available, but yeah. I was not the first player. If rush. I
1: decided I will wipe Nikolai out and use the bones of his empire to wipe Nick out and then, yeah. And, and so on. And before you realized it, yeah, you either tend to a game where everyone does
0: the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or there can be some bad feels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I had this, when, when you attacked Nikolai, I had immediately started creating defensive armies. Just because that's the only thing I could do at that point, point. and you you came over with your fleet, and you're like, oh, this is a fairly tough army, but you you blew through it still, and and then I was like, okay, I guess I'm a tributary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, there damn. was nothing I could really do yeah, about because, that.
1: And my entire game from from setting my empire had been aggression, from aggression, from the start. and minerals yep. and corvettes, and yep. and that game that strategy. There are strategies in this game where it doesn't feel like there's a good counter.
5: Yeah, and it, it's, I mean. I it yeah it feels kind of like young except you got to remember that this game has been released for a year so it's you know they're they're pretty slow at addressing this kind of thing, and with the like I have some hope with the the war goal thing that they will actually improve it dramatically because in some of their other games like uh, EU four is is actually a really good multiplayer competitive game because when a war starts. Uh, you don't have this like massive overhead to define all of your goals. Instead, it's just kind of like a, a fluid state thing where you can negotiate for peace at any point with anything that you wish and decide based on what the other players you know want and how much they can afford to refuse your offer. Um, yeah, what that what the conclusion mm. of the war? I like would be.
3: premeditating my wars. Uh,
5: yes, I think um, like you you do get a discount for for premeditated stuff, but uh, being the defender doesn't place that onus on you
1: you can also in eu4 and some of their other games you can kind of have two empires which end up bickering at their borders in the entire time right yeah. whereas in stellaris you kind of have these all or nothing wars or you get dramatic peace in the galaxy and there's no espionage system you can't go out there and force a war and you
2: I would I would love yeah, a, not an espionage reason. system where mm. you could influence yeah. I, uh, the factions of other empires yeah, I'd, or I'd even if you kind of just thing. sort
1: of did something to make to other empires fight or like you say if you could if you could say they've got some factions I've sent my
0: spies I know what they are I'm going to start
1: mm. funding this one.
0: Right. The, change the way that government is run. Yeah. yeah the yeah. closest I think I uh,
2: the closest you can really get to that I think is when um Someone you, uh, someone is at, someone you don't like is at war with someone you do like, and you just funnel. Yeah,
1: and, and that's very much at the top state level.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you're just like funding. Yeah. S- you're doing a proxy war, basically. You, yeah. you know If and it wasn't
1: for the end game crises, I think the. Uh, and when I first played the game before I had all those expansions, that that mid-game boring nothing happens mm. was terrible after such an awesome beginning. So I blame Josiah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because For the fact that can, this is even to, happening in our a game. Is can, that the game, who can go to war? If you know, yeah, so there, there were a few times where I almost went to war with Ego, and I reckon I could have done it at at the time. Yeah. Um. So when he was going to war with the Heart people, I, I'm like, I imagine his army's on the other side of his. Place. I'm sure I could rock through. And was this when he was AI or when he was Mike? When he was AI. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to do it when he was Mike. Yeah. Which would have been easier, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, <definitely>. See, but <laughs> AI and Mike. And I hope one. you're not <laughs> listening to
4: this podcast.
3: But but even but even when when he got up to about like 14 20k, like I feel like I, I could have done it. Yeah. Um, Um-hmm. I didn't do it for other reasons. I think I got distracted. But from then, I've not bothered to do another one against any human people. Cause like, I don't feel like going to war with anyone when Josiah's like right there and he could just decide to not be on my side at any point.
1: I think that's a fault of the system, though. It does, I've seen often it for, forms into these blocks of peace and there's not anything to foment war. And part of that, I think, is also the combat system, so all or nothing. Yes, it is like big, solitary fleets. And I know Josiah may disagree with this. And mm. as soon as the fleets hit, one w- wins and one loses. And it usually results in one side doesn't have a fleet. Right. And and then just they can get jumped on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
5: Yeah. yeah. There's like, I, it's probably not worth getting into, but there, there are some things that you can do at a, at a very expert level of play that are maybe interesting, but they're not interesting enough. And the, they have that cardinal sin of being like requiring too much knowledge of the game and not being systemically right, also, incentivized. Yeah, your
1: assumption is that your opponent yeah. is also not an expert in just, going well with
0: one big fleet
4: so, does better
0: part, uh, so I combat to me I, the combat looks mm. fantastic and uh, yeah, on, at, a, at, a, at a very um, uh, surface level is, is fun and, and, and fairly easy I think what makes combat not that good in Stellaris there's, there's two elements to it there's first of all the all or nothing nature of it and second of all the fact mm. that your fleet strength is dictated by a score and doesn't actually tell you any more information than that, because um, the score is like it's an attempt at telling you how well it'll do. It's a statistical indicator, yes. but nothing more than that. But the problem is, yeah. there's a, underlying all of that. There are different weapon types, there are different defenses mm. types. Um, yep. There's like movement and evasion, all these other things, and that's all. Unless you go looking for that, mm. um, you may have this giant fleet and you'll get crushed because your mm. opponent actually looks at you know what what oh, your yeah. also interestingly evasion
3: is. is counted into your score.
0: Um, right, but you don't know. Like, and there are things that are are fairly good against yeah, evasion. So
5: ev- evasion is yeah, counted into your score, but if you go up against somebody with a hundred percent emitters, then it shouldn't be counted into your score. Um, right? And there's no way to. Yeah. Also,
1: the, there is a supposed sort of rock paper scissors system, and the mm-hmm. rock paper scissors system. Or actually, it is more like a rock paper system because there are asymmetries yeah. in there. The scissors where, are missing. Where one of yeah, where the scissors are missing and. Like there are fundamental broken bits in that combat system which then mean you can't play rock, paper, scissors. It is more Yeah. yeah. It is it is not as clean
0: as it should yeah. be. And and it feels misleading at times that your fleet can be over like much stronger looking than something else and still gets get Yeah. interestingly yeah. there's very similar I,
1: systems in it to path of exile for the way yes. that energy shield and evasion
0: work yes and yet it uses a diablo rating system yeah yes
4: yeah, diablo, yeah. yeah. And, and,
1: diablo 3. and i also look at it and i i when i see a floor in it i feel some pain because sometimes mm-hmm. i recognize these floors as <laughs> path of exile's core <laughs> systems <laughs> which you have to sort of work around and it's, it's like
5: surprisingly similar yeah yeah it
1: is amazing they've gone for a very similar model to to for at, Attacks yeah. and defenses,
5: but
0: I think because theirs is a very PVP style. Like if it, uh, we have the same issue in our PVP where the rock paper scissors system, um, right, makes yeah. it frustrating. Uh, you and can, you have to you build can be hard huge countered. workarounds yes. to it. Um, um, uh, but in, in PVE, it doesn't matter, right? You, yeah, they all and, have their own the strengths and weaknesses, and you factor them into your
5: build. And we we discussed the end game crises. They've actually done cool PVE things that are unique yes. to those. Which you don't encounter elsewhere, uh, other places that give you lots of fun, characterful reasons to build these things that otherwise don't work so well against other players. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: which is yeah, mm. There's a lot of analogs there. So, combat to me, and yeah. and I mean, war is sort of a, a higher level to that. But the the basically conflict in that game is is can be very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I I think like creating your society is super awesome the sort of crazy mm-hmm. things that can happen to your empire or the way you can like change it and the huge branching options and all the crazy events there is so much fun to be had in Stellaris um yeah. but the conflict is is something that is frustrating at at even the best of times really yeah
3: I, I still really like it i yeah I think actually, there's a lot of nuance in there well no, I, I don't actually agree it's just the stronger fleet
0: wins um it's yeah. Well that's what I'm saying. The stronger fleet uh, the f- stronger fleet doesn't always win. But because it's it's it not, not just the and number and Nick, and no no, I don't mean the, the number, of... but
1: when when two fleets meet, it's yeah. it's
3: but you don't have to meet to win a war. It's used
1: uh, you don't yeah. have to. R- Ryan, but that's Ryan's another been, pl- that's another Ryan's flaw of that system.
0: Kind of, it, you can, there's no way to defend your borders. Because of the, the transport systems, you you can skip white right past someone's fleet and into into their bases and, and depending start on stuff.
3: depending on your ftl drive definitely which right. which is another another But even
0: even not list. depending on your ftl you just need a wide you need a range that skips over the star that they're yeah, their so is are
5: so ryan's uh in our game playing the the very honorable militaristic ftl type of uh of hyperlanes right mm. so actually if you are in a war with ryan it's very straightforward and he has to go through your exterior to get to your interior.
1: Which is actually nice. One thing I love in the game is yeah. the tensions between the different FTL yeah. systems. Mm-hmm. And then if you go hyper lanes, you really care about particular systems. Uh, basically, the hyper lane players have to travel down set pathways. Yeah. And most of the time,
0: only they can see these pathways. It creates a web between the stars, yeah. basically.
1: And then the other sorts are warp drive, where you can kind of go anywhere, but your distance is limited and it has other problems, and wormholes, where you have to build machines and but once yeah. you've got your machines yeah. you can go through them very easily.
3: Interestingly, hyperlane is is very good in close situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, don't so you don't want to be
5: fighting so. a, a hyperlane no, fleet I, in I love territory. militaristic hyperlane
1: oh, so sides. They're so yeah. much fun to play.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's they're very versatile and short range, but when it comes to starting a war and being quite a fair distance away from your opponent, you're at an immediate disadvantage. Mm. Just because when you have got giant wormhole ranges, they can just Hop, hop, hop. Yep. But if uh, you manage
1: to take out their wormhole generator machines, yes. but you, you, don't a, wanna, you don't awesome. want to play
3: like um whack a mole at when when you're when you start a war, you don't want to be like jumping around your web of stars trying to look for machines. Right. Especially when potentially you might have to waste one to two minutes travelling across subspace oh, trying that, to get to it. Whereas this person is potentially has a web of these yeah. wormholes. Although
1: arguably you mm. can know where they are. In fact, one of the possibly flaws of the game is oh, right, yeah. being able to be aware of things and just having a better board sense almost or game sense yeah, like uh, um, really pays- there's so many ways to master that game like mm. Josiah's economic abilities in the game scare me a little because i just haven't got the same skills or I haven't spent the time to learn how to like, do yeah, that it's
5: just like all the all the um, nuances systems that that you can synergize together yeah. to get more resources um mm.
1: which means Whereas if I understand the board and I know where someone's ways are because I've paid attention to that, I could take them out very quickly.
5: But you'd have, to, you'd have to be like some sort of strategic genius that's got this all marked out and you've been doing your spying for yeah, years but, preparing for but this war.
1: You can kind of learn to do that. Yeah. Although the game does feel very tolerant for different like play styles. It, often it doesn't, yeah. The way, at least the way we play, it doesn't matter if empires are remarkably different in strength. No, but this is kind of because we're playing it's friendly we're mm. playing space opera simulator yeah. rather than yeah. go, go kill everyone space rip space. their throats yeah. out
2: I it's, think a very interesting game would be we all go super aggressive but we're all restricted to hyperspace lanes because then you end up with like choke points and yeah. like you can manage your borders and things it would, like that that would
0: feel quite a lot like civilization at that point But yeah, it there'd it be a lot would. less cool
1: story but me yeah. and Nikolai yeah, yeah. would probably have fun I mean it's a diff- it's apart. just a
2: di- it's it's just a different game, you know, it's a different yeah. game yep. mode at that point, you they're, know. They
5: they're actually um they're just dis- like the developers of Stellaris are actually discussing that they don't yeah, they don't like how how the different FTL types uh interact with defending your space mm-hmm. either and their proposed solution at the moment so we might see like in 6 months if we do another Stellaris game uh they are going to restrict uh, everybody to hyperlanes but add sort of like uh, possibly natural wormholes that link oh, regions of space and have like uh, blocked regions of space that require a higher technology level of hyperlanes. Mm, mm. Um, but they they really wanted to keep that sort of the stars feeling like mm. every alien has a unique approach to Yeah, I, I really do like that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome,
1: but it's so unbalanced I, I sometimes. I love the asymmetry is awesome, but it also does mean if we are yeah. playing with winning in mind um uh yeah that falls apart fairly fast i
4: think
5: I, i do like i do like what actually happens in the in the for real conflicts that occur because like you can theory craft out you know i'm winning at this point i can do this and this will beat that and so on but when it when it comes down to actual like go time in that in that uh uh like short game where we were constantly at war you actually do run into blockages where, oh, actually, you know, I've been, there are too many players and there are too many variables and one
1: thing will yeah. not work against all of I them. I also, when I understood the game less, I almost had more fun. It's like, why are they acting <laughs> so weird? Yeah. And then working out, yeah. it's because they've got a different FTL system yep. yeah. and they're behaving like aliens because the board is different mm. to them. Well, I remember the, the game we
2: played... Um, that one of the first Office games uh, when we were right next to each other you were hyperspace and I was wormholes and you were saying early on like how is Blake above me and below me like this is crazy
1: <laughs> yes whereas I was this very hyperlane. and mm. like those were my Imperial Spiders and they cared about border range yeah, and yeah. I was super border range so you just watched me go blob blob yep, blob blob yep, it was frightening, and, and so we were both terrified of each other yeah. doing these weird things
4: yeah
5: yeah
1: like, yeah it was <laughs> I, yeah. yeah actually that
5: yeah it's concerning that they might lose some of that if they go to a more like mm. terrain based system. Um, but, but it was I more fun they, they because were... I didn't understand yeah. it,
1: which I yeah. think for both of us it was like, why are they such mm. So yeah. doing
0: these terrifying different things? I think that variety helps a lot though, because mm. I mean, besides it providing a lot more replayability and cool um, stories. As, as, yeah, and, and cool stories as someone playing those different things, playing against those different things and those combinations of different things yeah. um, makes each. Like game, very you feel very unique, and mm. like also the random events, the where they like appear, uh, yeah. based on your travel uh, technology, can can make those mm. like those chains feel very different. Suddenly, I have to get pets that are like you know on the other side of the galaxy, and I can't travel through this person's space because and I'm on hyperlanes, I can, just can't do it. Uh, there's nothing like holes, you know.
4: Yeah.
1: There's nothing like going to war because you want to finish a quiz.
0: Right. <laughs> yes. It's the, it's, the best, it's the best reason. Oh,
1: actually, yeah, there, there's
5: a thing that I noticed probably to do with us being so nice, but they have scripted a, a single solitary Archduke Ferdinand uh, event into the game, uh, which is supposed to encourage you to go to war. And it's happened to Blake and I, and I've seen it happen to somebody else. Oh, is it the, go the fleet maneuvers? It's, but yeah, it's when, it's when you have a large fleet and you're sitting next to somebody who's not necessarily your ally you can cause some diplomatic tension by oh, having right. massive fleets maneuvering right next but to the, there. But the
2: thing is with like with players, you know that that's just an event. like, It's not actually going to do anything. Yeah,
5: I, I RP'd it, though, and I, I lodged a diplomatic objection uh, and did sent you, a stern. I, uh, I right. did yeah. the same thing in and the
2: game last so night. So you, you yeah. did that... Uh, like, I, I had that event come up, and yep. I did the maneuvers, and then a while later you i think had the event and yes. you did the maneuvers and i was just like yeah it's just an event i'm um, not gonna just yeah. not mucking about like he just cares about tech i
1: think you That's need true. like actual cases yeah. oh by, like actual an event says if you go to war this person you can and you've got an advantage or something which i realize mm, right. would feel bad and too random but th- there does need to be more tension causing things in the yes. mid game mm, right. i think
0: the the way this should be handled personally mm-hmm. and based on i i have probably have the least knowledge of the game here just that's my disclaimer um the faction system is severely underutilized as far as establishing conflict goes but well,
2: it's also if quite you, new as well it was only it wasn't in the original game it was oh okay it was like
5: yeah i mean it's, it's a good addition added. and it's much better than it used oh, to be yeah consider but, the possibility yeah. that
0: you could influence a system uh, influence a faction have that faction uh like separate from the their parent and now you've got like potentially a war between those two factions and mm. you can just keep feeding them resources.
4: Mm. Like, this yeah. is well and this you is can t- you can
5: guarantee their independence and or, yes, or exactly. them or so this is actually um this is actually hilariously a thing that is in the game but the scripts for it are somewhat mismanaged. Ah. So it must it must be slavery. It must be slavery where the um where the overlord is critically mismanaging their slaves. <laughs> And the <laughs> empire that the slaves joined would have to be egalitarian. And in that case, okay. this can actually, this cascade that you just described happens.
0: That seems very specific. But it's
5: too specific. <laughs> and it needs, yeah. And it's, I, and it's only when they added this faction system that they put it in. So they, right. they just need to broaden that out. I actually
2: had a uh, yeah. event like that show up when I, I, as a hive mind, when I take over a planet that is occupied, oh, you, you automatically... Right. Nick, uh,
5: you were saying you had immigrants, right? Yes. Do you know why you have immigrants? Um. No. Is it
0: because of that thing? It's because Blake is eating people. Oh. 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 oh, Yes. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about the refugees I've had. Yeah. They're refugees. You ate two factions. Yep. And both of those, like, about two minutes later, I had a message that said, "The the or whatever have have have, uh, taken refuge at one of your planets." I'm like, "Okay, cool." So now I've got a planet with six different alien types on it. You're (laughs) welcome.
4: It's just
2: that's just me giving to the universe. <laughs> hey,
0: they're stoked to be but, there. Yeah. My, my uh, happiest. But the thing are is that
5: Nick's right, this should this should impel his his factions to
1: war with you yes. to try mm. also, mm. our generation, despite yeah, yeah. being peaceful, should have a cause for war. Yes. We should be able mm. to say, Oh, this gives us an end. Right. We, there's
0: there are atrocities being committed.
1: We can go yes. yeah. easily together yes. and deal with this. Yes. Right. The other We're, interesting
3: thing is that Blake has introduced a potential immigration problem into mm. your empire, depending on... Uh, yeah, you, you set your policies. who knows if what... You, yeah, yeah but, but I mean more like the people that you're bringing into your empire might not... They might change
0: factions and stuff. They might change right?
3: factions. Yeah. Yeah. They might not like the way that you run Yes, and then become unhappy
5: people. But I have
0: no... I mean, other than the fact that Xenophilic my... Xenophilic empires yeah. are are really well
5: equipped to deal with that, Yeah like xenophiles are are the sorts of people that you could expect to have a military
0: and pacifist faction in the same empire and have them both happen. Right. And the problem with, yeah. with that event in general is it's basically random. Like he did a thing and it caused a thing because of my setup to happen, but he didn't intend for that to happen and mm. neither did I. Yep. Um, and so while the, the, the refugees may cause problems, it's not really a, a strategic feature. It's like, uh, it's just a consequence of some stuff that happened
5: yeah and it, it gives it gives Nick the player an idea but Nick's Empire doesn't get any mechanical like uh free pass on their pacifism declaring right. war policy or
0: i can't uh, now i don't also don't have like information about his yeah. empire which they totally could have had because or, they were part of it briefly or something you know yep
1: yeah. or or a faction
0: they demand from your <laughs> <Whatever>. from yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i mean i guess food is your part food. of an empire <laughs> it, the
1: game has some great stuff when you've been mean mm. it's like you can go these these population are will set to being food yeah, and then that's suddenly you eat them.
2: You were telling me something insanely disturbing where oh, um, yes,
1: there are disturbing things in this game.
2: Where uh yeah. what was it? You had uh oh, you'd you'd marked down somebody's uh uh species as food, but then was trading food with oh, the yes. parent sends you oh, like, like this huge food bonus uh, and,
1: and yes you can do <laughs> disturbing <laughs> things <laughs> in that uh, yeah.
0: that's a South Park it, episode you just described and yeah. mostly <laughs> I want to be uh, there's an
1: author called Ian m Banks and he writes about the super nice liberal mm. culture yeah, that's culture. like super anarchist and yeah. and and super nice and I, I kind of want to role play them in this game and you kind of can mm. but man if you want to be evil space empire the game Yes, you can totally go... A lot of avenues for that. You, I can eat your people and because they're massive, they produce heaps of food and now we can sell your food back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, And, and then, so then we you can
3: genetically modify these species to be delicious. Which
1: yes. will give
5: you more food. <laughs> yep.
3: There, are, there, there are some lines that I don't cross in this game, <laughs> and um, turning turning alien species into food is, is a bit of a. Is a, is a what nice about have
2: you ever have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I haven't read it. There was there's a oh, a no. cow in that mm. that is genetically engineered to want to be eaten. Yeah. Oh
3: god, <laughs> it's,
2: it's
5: their purpose in life. I, yeah, I assume actually, if you go deep enough in the indoctrination and genetic engineering, that's you, you probably essentially create yeah. that. You monsters. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Your
3: food and you like it.
1: Sort yeah. of and then there's the chemical bliss where you know, if you've got some unhappy populations you can just yeah. um force feed them drugs until they're happy and <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> there, there's some disturbing yeah. stuff. Mm. But I also like the fact that if it's turned up in a science fiction novel, particularly if it's a space opera novel. Someone at Paradox who makes Stellaris has obviously gone. This has got to be in the yeah, game because mm. there's all these Fantastic hooks onto all, things. All to yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: there's there's a strategic resource that is basically spices. Yeah,
0: yes. oh
1: yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm currently exporting great deals of spice. Yeah, and they've obviously N-R. played forty k because if you want to be the Imperium of Man, oh, you yep. basically can totally be. So, Fanatic, like terrifies. any science fiction novel, yeah. they seem to have tried to jam in there, and a lot of the jankiness and badness is because they've tried to be rich and yeah, right. Yeah. And
0: you can it also means that you can kind of look past some of these big flaws just yeah. because there's so much cool. Yeah, stuff. that's true. So war, many cool war is
1: annoying, but the story around it is so cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: I think I think the thing is like it can be janky because I mean it's not an e-sport. Yeah, you know?
1: and yep. and I generally actually play strategy games like I'm out there to rip people's throats out and to to. Take every advantage I can, Mm. and this game, like if I if I had that attitude, I'd go. This game's junk. I started with this terrible, uneven position, Mm. and there's these random events. What the hell I got? And it doesn't feel that is because everything doesn't feel fair, and it doesn't really matter to the role playing aspects if you're different strengths. It just Mm. works for me. I Mm.
5: yeah, and I I actually like I like balanced strategy games, but I love asymmetrical strategy games because they cause situations like unlikely alliances and shifting like allegiances where you you may potentially come into a situation where you decide that you must fight against like this block because if you don't, they'll become too strong and they'll win yep. the entire game. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'll I look
1: over all the flaws in this game.
5: Yeah. Because... I think
0: especially in the style that we are playing because we're all in the same room, we're, we all yeah. work together and we're all playing together, uh, a lot of the imbalances end up getting sort of smoothed out just because we are we, we keep the we keep cutting the tall poppy down and we, we try and bring up our yeah, allies yeah. and that sort of thing.
1: And sometimes that includes people <laughs> treating themselves as the tall poppy yes. and go, I can't I don't know, I, I, can't I, I, can't do I do already am sprinting. too good at
0: this game. Yeah. I want people to have a good time. Yeah, that sort of thing. This well, is mostly Josiah. Yes, right? Josiah. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> but then you fall into your own sort of I mean, weird the, the, role the, that's quite interesting in the in the galactic community anyway. Like yeah. you're like a you're like this third Party.
0: He's a fallen right. empire of, his, of his. own Yeah, he's creating. an unfallen empire. I, think, I prefer. <laughs> yeah, I prefer ascendant
5: empire. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's uh Although well, it feels like you can sometimes mess with strategies, but you know. I well, it's, if it's he wants true to do that, that also, that's a totally what we should do actually is is if you're slightly militaristic and you're next to desire is you should actually well on desire you should you mm. should at attack dead. me at the start yeah, of the game yeah as blake described but, but, that, but also no, so then it's like yeah. Yeah. that's Josiah that's goes bit, home now yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right and if we've <laughs> just I started just, I, a, a <laughs> three evening
5: <laughs> session i'm well so i'm i'm kind of cagey generally like so as blake was describing you're really vulnerable um i have several times been like wiped out from the start of the game but i usually take that as an opportunity to escape to a more
1: distant location yeah but if someone actually went well, we'll, we're going to kill you and we'll I set will, our war yeah. goals to destroy mm. you utterly yep um which we generally don't we, we, generally... we don't
5: but if somebody yeah. if somebody <laughs> does that you establish a colony during the war and that's outside of their goals and so you survive yeah which
1: right? is also yeah it's silly if, if it's great if though. you can and they yeah. don't yeah if they're not if they're not but yeah, it it kind of plays
5: into the the whole threat thing where if if somebody's really pushing for you to be wiped out, you get you can potentially get a lot of diplomatic sympathy where you could turn, however many people it takes to stop them against them.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just that yeah. the if you do rush, and, oh and so, yeah, so good you, your your ramp up is so fast and so ruthless compared to everyone who's trying to play yeah. a longer game.
5: It really require like uh, it's true that our are like polite rules, uh, or not even rules, but just politely not uh going hyper aggressive and trying to break the game in mm. in the very early stages is kind of required to have as much fun yep. as we are. I, I think there yeah. does
1: need to be more ability to pivot to a defense, which might still leave you behind. But Although
5: when it when it comes to me, I would totally encourage anyone in our current play group to definitely try and stop me in the early game because that's mm. when the you thing is it. though.
2: I've thought about that, yeah. and the thing is though, you. I really like the research. Uh, agreements that that
5: (laughs) i have have so much utility (laughs) i obviously
1: if you've already decided i was already new to bet i wouldn't be taking you down but also if i was militaristic then do i roll that i'm next to you or do i roll next to someone who's new to bet and yeah roll over them Uh, right yeah yeah Mm. well and that's that's the interesting like
5: geopolitics thing as well like i've i've created several protectorates and like tried to uplift diverse species But also with this like huge technological advantage, Ryan, for instance, in his like expansion, is feeling constrained. Even though I'm not particularly directing any like guarantees over that direction, he just doesn't feel like he can afford to take the risk. Yeah. Of, you're like, an unknown, yeah. basically.
0: You're a variable in his war plans, and he don't know. He doesn't know what you're going to. And
5: do. I have effect, Yeah, I have effects that
1: I don't even foresee.
0: Yeah, which yeah. is
1: yeah. the next question I have. There are victory conditions in this game. Which in our current game feel real nebulous and far away. I have way. I have yep. never played
2: a I have never <laughs> finished a game. Right, so I've I've
1: played one game to completion solo. Um, yeah. But most most strategy games I hear a lot about the victory conditions. This one right. I don't really. Is anyone actually playing for the victory here? Are we trying to get our federations? We, I'm to- keeping tabs on it. Yeah.
5: Stars uh, m- only. And- only has one victory condition three. and. What, aren't they all control number of planets, and then there are variations on whether you.
1: Mm. So, so this federation controls sixty percent of the galaxy, which yep. is the yeah. which was added late. That wasn't in the original version. Right. Um, that was for the people who wanted to play Namby Pamby culture, and that's as close as <laughs> they got. <laughs> um, and and I'm glad they added it, but it, it does it still doesn't feel it feels kind of. You're and, still
0: out yeah. there claiming territory.
4: It's the easiest peaceful one one. Federation. And
1: then this own forty percent of the galaxy um, yeah. as a single player, which used to kind of be the only way you could win and it kind of meant you had to play the military game. But th- that wasn't necessarily the most fun to do. Winning wasn't the most fun thing to do in the game. Mm. And what, what's the third one? It's basically wipe out everyone else, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Or, or subjugate everyone.
1: Right. would <laughs> oh, be the only
5: unique empire in the... Yeah.
3: Well, uh, Which is, I, f- I feel like, not, not too hard either. But,
5: yeah, but none of these are like... With Stellaris in general, it doesn't feel like a game that actually should have an end state. It's more of a story engine. Like, yeah, the, it it's not going to give you that satisfying conclusion unless you uh, unless you draw your own conclusion from events. Yeah, the event.
1: I, mean, I could happily play with a group where everyone said, "Okay, we're playing this to win it," but but what is winning? Right? I feel like
3: that wouldn't yeah. affect the way I would play. This right. game. Right, see. So, you- so for me, for me, what I'm looking forward to is seeing what in-game crisis we come up with and seeing if we eventually ever overcome that. And right yeah, that'll if, pretty much if we be
1: where i'm happy
0: to stop yeah, yeah. The, the surviving factions the winners or whatever something yeah like
1: that. yeah and that might leave someone with the chance to go you know i can now grab 40 percent of mm. the planets out there mm.
4: I,
3: yeah
1: maybe yeah.
4: that'll be a bit maybe.
3: hollow though if like if half the people are at, right cool if, i'm done and then one person's like but wait i want to conquer you now yeah or, <laughs> or uh, the or other way, way is, is
1: <laughs> if someone was to get sneakily 40 percent of the yep. planets while well, we were still in the mid-game go. crisis and going well oh, but i want to finish this fight yeah well
5: that's actually kind of the thing like that screen pops up it has no effect it, it's yeah just, but, it's just a but that's
1: also not necessarily the most important thing yeah. that happens is like if someone if if planets started getting eaten and it turned out ego because they'd taken so many yeah. planets had a win screen. i'd be like well i want to see the rest of this mm. yeah great, like
5: it's this. in stellaris the yeah victory is meaningless
1: yeah but normally i mean i could play a game yeah. where everyone didn't treat it as meaningless True, and and while you would play the same, I suspect I would play different. Well, I think and,
2: uh, if you wanted to play a game like that, I think everyone going militaristic and restricting to hyperlanes is
1: and, would and be the way to go. Fifty stars and yep, starting yeah, and it's up, it's right. basically
2: a a StarCraft skirmish yep. kind <laughs> of <laughs> right. chest, yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs>
1: unfortunate right. if that if that if you played it mm. that that actually. Nine tenths of the game disappears. Yeah, and, yeah. And I'm playing minerals turn into yep. corvettes turn yep. into yep. and turn into victory. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn into victory.
2: Yes. <laughs> but then, uh, end game crisis happens. So who knows what's going
1: to no, happen? No, but, <laughs> no <laughs> I, the game's actually, well over. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Yeah. there's no mid game in that case. It's like <laughs> yeah, the the
5: like there is only war. Early games to laris is mm. pretty pretty one dimensional. It's it's not nearly as fun a game because. Nobody's ever going to get the technology to get to right, an in-game crisis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and
1: and because there's not a strong turtle, then you you can go. Well, I play for the long game. Oh, what's that coming through my borders?
0: Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Because this comes back to to conflict being kind of you can skip around combat. You want, yeah. You can't
5: really defend. I mean, it's not
3: the it's not the worst thing when when you consider like space is quite big. It's like, what mm -hmm. are you going to do? You can't realistically just defend all this empty space. Would you, um, you know how
2: some uh defensive stations um force a fleet to warp Mm -hmm. to it when it's in when it goes to that system? Um, could you have like defensive stations that had like an actual galaxy on the galaxy map radius, and any fleet? that was going to go, th- like, through that, not mm. through the system, but through the bubble that the right. system creates. It's an only oh, FTL there. Uh, yeah, it would force, you, also, to, yeah, it would even, force you to go so uh, I think go the there. top
1: defensive thing in this is, like, a, an 8K station Yes, yeah, and so it, and it's more little more than a yeah. road bump. Yeah,
2: they don't mean anything it's, at the it's even possible. now they don't mean anything and we're not even that near I mean, the end game.
1: Sometimes there are thirty seconds where a fleet is engaged yeah. and they can be caught up to by another yeah. fleet. That's all <laughs> that's
2: all they are is to just like slow slow the aggressor down so that the defender can come in with yep. their fleet. Like the
5: Right. Which I, I mean, in that capacity they have a use. And I've certainly considered like uh because fleets have to leave from the exterior of a gravity well against a a hyperlane opponent, you, mm. can bread, you can breadcrumb a bunch of things at the center of stars, Right. and very cheap things that just interdict, mm. and you would slow down by possibly years the amount of time that it takes a hyperlane to maneuver through your space. It,
2: that's a weird,
5: and that also is very. very weird, and if you're like,
1: playing a militaristic game, you don't even get to that bit, mm. right? Yeah, and,
5: <laughs> yeah, because these are too expensive mm. and too weak. Mm. Yeah, uh, which is hopefully something they'll address. They actually, in terms of like the. Um, galactic scale interdiction uh that's something that they considered as well but ha- like uh the the technical hurdles that they that they cite as being problems is yeah. that it's um very very confusing to be an attacker attacking into defended space uh and it's very difficult to meaningfully decide as a defender which interdiction zone things get drawn into given the angles that they can approach from. right the next question
1: yeah. is will they lose too much cool stuff well yeah. trying to make it fear,
5: yeah, well. yeah, yeah, that's I mean that's the really tough mm. situation they're in at the moment, although I'm kind of like as as someone who has probably done too much like reading into how stellaris works, I'm kind of with Ryan in that like i I actually like the fleet design the the combat, and the the possibilities now that I understand it well enough to sort of do weird weird things with it, but the only meaningful strategy until you are way too into it is is yeah, just to just to put all your eggs in one basket and and have like one big fight per war or something like that, which mm. is way less interesting. Yeah.
1: Which I, I think yeah. it's salvageable. They can and yeah. when I say salvageable, obviously we're playing it and having a blast. So it's
0: it's yeah, not it's that it's broken. It's yeah. just that.
2: It's just these little things that just make it not absolutely perfect. There's
0: there's stuff that there's just plenty of room for improvement. Yeah. Um and and it's in a game where conflict is meant to be fairly important for that to be mm. I think
1: part of this has been the simulation is like well yeah. if 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 there's big open space and there's big fleets and then having a big fleet would probably be the right thing to do like it was in naval combat mm-hmm. back in the day yeah, it's true that it makes sense right yeah. Yeah. although yeah. if there were civilian fleets flying around running your economy then uh, yeah, then you could uh, hit okay. I would love to have sort of pirate stuff. raiders go yep.
5: to-
2: I would love things. to see a pirate faction in someone else's space and fund them
4: oh. well, I would like how to would you do like is, some advanced destroyers yeah
3: <laughs> like if you're militarist you can already use the the bombardment policy which can like once a month destroy buildings oh God um, actually
5: yes there are like horrible phony wars that last forever that militarists oh, yeah, can do yeah. so oh, I, I so do good.
3: like that I can just go to war with a pacifist person and just completely wreck their factions by staying at war with them to, right. to, to a positive benefit of mine. But I would also really like to say, like, I don't want your planets because I'm really happy with my sect account. But I don't like that you have that planet and I want to ruin it for you by just putting a giant fleet on top of it and bombarding it until it's all gone. Yeah. You just want to blow up a
5: planet? Uh, and, and yeah, it potentially. Really but
3: like sometimes also. you see some batharian power plants or stuff uh, or some yeah. strategic resources and like, uh, I don't want you to have fun. That's too nice. Or you see, like, this person's got, like, a, mm. an entire... Planet of research stations, or maybe they've got habitats and Dyson spheres. Like, I don't want you to have that. I just want to blow it up. But
2: it would be interesting then to, if you could, if you had actual like sensor range of that planet, go into that planet, see what pops are there, and manipulate some sort of yeah, faction oh, to, to, to yeah, to revolt. You know? would be. I,
1: I'd yeah. also love to be a peaceful, peaceful faction that had a special circumstances yep. that did the espionage. Well, I, I, mean, right. I mean, that's that's the
2: culture, right
5: there. Yeah, if if you could be the culture and and engage with like engage in warfare primarily
1: through espionage Mm. but i also amazing like that the militaristic factions you say you you do that this also the game sets you up to want to be at war you don't want to necessarily win your wars and make Mm. your your factions Mm. unhappy you actually kind of want to be at war or have enemies all around you Mm. you literally work towards that goal of having rivals and then trying to keep fighting Mm.
5: yeah it's it's quite Quite interesting there there are yeah all sorts of things that they should fix with it but there if you if you're role-playing a bit it's actually quite characterful the way that that certain empires behave
2: mm. um i really liked uh you know talking about role-playing i really liked uh ryan talking about basically his cult that he created and it inspired me to to create my own like you hear about these Crazy! Was
3: I wasn't aware it was a cult until it was definitely until a cult. Blake made me listen to what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, I have, I have this empire where like everyone does what I say, and because we all follow the same religion, they all think I'm awesome. And know? they're also all slaves, <laughs> like. Yeah, they're all slaves, and they like being slaves. That's the best part. <laughs> And, you know, Blake's, like, going on, about, you know, maybe what about what robots could be cool because robots are awesome. I'm like, no, robots no, no, are no. Cool slaves people. are cool. Psychic <laughs> people are cool. Religion's cool. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my and God. being
3: God Emperor Divine of your fucking, like, slave empire is way better. That's the best, especially <laughs> yeah. when
5: you're the God Emperor.
3: Because mm. wow. ev- everyone does what you say. And because because you've got religion, um, everyone just agrees with, with your way of thinking. And you just crush all independent ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, suppress, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you put on the the information quarantine. You know, you burn mm-hmm. the libraries and stuff. You, you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't bother with research because that you don't want to give people any ideas about freedom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't let these people I, read. Science. What's that? I had
1: that with my imperial spiders, whereas I had my emperor spider and and the ear, and the ear started a political party which said support the emperor, and oh, I thought cool. I'll support that one, and I suppressed all the other factions, and it worked really well for my. Fanatically oh, autocratic so side.
3: Yeah, yeah the, the the best faction is the we love we love the emperor faction. Um, <laughs> well, yeah whereas, the only approved whereas when,
1: when I play the non-authoritarian ones and you go deviant so that they have like twenty factions and you're trying to keep them all happy. Yeah it's also fun. It
5: gives you stuff to do, which is cool. There's um I also really like that uh, it's in other four X games it is not a choice whether or not you pursue technology because you need technology to do anything. Yep. Whereas in Stellaris, it's entirely feasible to have pretty crappy technology and a a vast, important feeling empire, and you are not you are at a disadvantage, but you can leverage other advantages like economy and mm. the macro scale of your fleets or force and,
3: research bonuses through domination.
5: Right. Oh, yep, yep, that's right. You can you can. Uh, you can vassalize a much more technologically superior vassal and then start osmosizing their tech. And if, if you've that's got the,
2: the income for it, you can fund other people's wars against yes. your enemies, which I, I, that's my most favorite thing to do, and I haven't gotten to do it in the game that we've been playing.
5: Uh, I mean, that we know of. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's caught you doing it yet. No, no one's caught me doing it. <laughs>
3: yeah. and, and the other great uh, thing with, with the AIs that I like is that um, you can just give them, because you, know, you have a giant slave uh, religion Empire, if you really do need research, you can just um, slave away for a thousand minerals and just give it to them, and they'll give you 30 years of one sided research agreements, and you don't have to give anything back.
5: Yeah. Although, with, with players, one should generally be cautious whether or not they wish to support the technological growth of massive slave mm. empires.
3: Or or you just yeah. send a tributary request to Jake and he'll click yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's perfect.
0: Uh, that,
1: that is actually a problem with yes. you, When we play at double speed, and there's windows popping oh, yeah. up yeah. all yeah. over yeah. the Messages. place, and you can't yeah. read all of them, and if you click one wrong, oops. I, yeah,
5: I have seen. I don't think I think it was in a game with uh, some of my other friends, but uh, I have totally seen a game where the AI was domineering towards a player and felt like it had a fleet advantage and it, it wouldn't have shaken out as well as the AI thought in a war, but they just offhandedly sent a tributary demand or no, uh, a vassalization demand. Um, and the player, because things were just going quickly was like, yeah, agree, agree. And ended up like with a, within like five years starting, they, they started being integrated and <laughs> oh, they're like, Oh man. God, uh, what did I, Oh, wow. I'm a vassal. Oh God. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was great. Well, the, when they, when they do send it to you sometimes, sometimes yeah. the text isn't very clear. Yeah. Like, you need to be yeah. reading it very carefully. Mm. Like they can have their flavor text. I don't mind that, but they should definitely at least have a, a subtext of the this right. like this is, yeah. the this is the actual, actual result or of this, or something.
5: Yeah. Or or some symbology or something yeah. to be like, you will vassalize. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this.
3: because I got, I got a request from someone in our game. I've forgotten. I have another tributary, I think, um, <laughs> who <laughs> offered to become my tribute. Oh. And I stared at the request for about, two minutes trying to work out which again, way around which like, it was which way is this going am I your tributary sure are you, yeah. yeah. you going to be mine or am I going to be yours and yeah. um, I did it and he, he was my um tributary in the end I, I, I actually don't know where this guy is I think he he splintered off from someone, oh, or weird. maybe maybe one of you should you one can you yeah. upload to people. I mean, you'd be able it's, to like click on the like, I didn't even on look their into home it that badly. I just I just clicked just on it. Saw also, my resources go <laughs> off.
2: We're playing yeah, at two cool. times speed. <laughs> yeah. You've got other things to do. I mean, that
3: that is yeah, that is a problem. It is I a game of sidetracking, reading the same line of text over and over again. I'm, I'm not not going to go any further. It's like plus plus ten minerals. Well, fine. That's the thing when
2: uh when fallen empires send you stuff like you need to read what the hell it is because you could
3: easily end up like. In giving them 25% yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. even yeah. worse Like the last time I did it was like we, we want to guide you I was like yeah that sounds alright that doesn't yeah. sound too bad and they're like guiding means you leave your federation you give us half your fleet and you can't have any diplomatic options mm. anymore like whoa
4: oh right <laughs> like, oh, that's good <laughs> that's what you meant <laughs> yeah.
0: alright well we're pretty much out of time we've been talking for almost two hours now yeah yeah
4: um,
0: if you haven't played Stellaris I highly recommend it what do you guys think yep. yeah, worth, oh, yeah worth the money good time Definitely.
2: It's on the steam. Five. It's on the Steam sale right
1: Although now. Get we should probably say your best actually to get the DLC. Yes. And yeah. apparently uh, the strategy
5: well they have they have this cool policy where uh they put a lot of the most important features of a DLC out for free.
1: Yeah, but there's some definite at, at least the um uh what's the most recent one? So both Utopia? both Utopia. having Utopian. both having leviathans to
5: fight and the ascension perks, the to give ascension you a perks. kind of alternate end game but are a, both DLCs. Apparently,
1: strategy games just cost lots of money and take four years to release these days, which actually I'm perfectly fine with. Mm. Mm. Um, so it is actually worth going. Yes, this is worth the. The extra cost. Well, yeah. they, you can wait mm. till it's on sale. Because I've didn't. seen Star sale like
0: three times in the last few months. I would mm, probably yeah. pick it up by itself and just play it before you pick up. If, mm. if you're not sure, just if the core game is mm. there's enough there that you'll figure out pretty quickly if it's yeah. your thing or not. And then is definitely worth
5: the also the like um it. yeah. If you enjoy the DLC for single player, you can definitely like seems worth it to me. I I definitely picked it up. But for multiplayer, like uh, only one player ever needs to have the DLC. Yeah, with which is I I really like for um, I've tried to play 4X games with other people and if you're just like not everybody is feeling like spending a ton of money on video games mm. you end up just having this weird janky like okay which things do we all have together state and yeah, just, which, like, which
2: version of the game are
0: we don't even right, have to think have, about yeah. it yeah. It's awesome. this is this is very easy so
3: what happens though if like um, you start a multiplayer game with mm-hmm. all the DLC and then you quit it and save it and then start it again in single player? Uh,
5: I have no idea if that's yeah I don't know uh,
0: I, I'm going to go home tonight and find out <laughs> yeah buy my ascension perks <laughs> yeah bye bye <laughs> well or, or it might half it of my might, faction vanish it might
5: let you continue because they're usually pretty soft like they want yeah. people to buy their DLC but mm. they have a lot of ways to play it without buying
0: it which is, I I have bought it I just yeah. didn't install it because I wanted to start with the smallest feature list possible and grow out. Yeah, no, that's actually wise. Like, it especially playing, oh, Steelers, I should think
1: playing with all the features on. I mean, it's I not, they don't the overwhelm detail. you. There's just more shit that happens
3: yeah, that makes yeah. the game good. Yeah. Work. Uh, yeah. I, I wasn't yeah. even aware of what the features were.
1: Yeah, and things like the curator and the artists. Oh, if, if I you, love those features. Oh, all yeah. those. If, if, DLC? You, if you, yeah. they are is, DLC, actually. and if you yeah. played without it, you, that would be you're kind nice. of missing out. But they
0: don't yeah. really cost you brain space to no. interact with. Right. Yeah. Um. I. Right. I yeah. had been assuming that there was going to be. I mean, I mean, Civilization, for example, religion and all. You know, it adds an extra layer or two when they add DLC. So I right. had expected this would just be more complex, and it's, it is a little more complex, um, but not too. too much. You're, yeah,
5: you're you're right that it's more complex, but actually, I guess. Carl is right that it's more complex but because of the kind of game that Stellaris is and there's so much parallel stuff going on yeah. Yeah. that it's probably not
1: overwhelming. A lot like of the, the paid bits are actually the interesting story and breadth to the game. They well, also I don't know. I mean, some Heri-
0: Horizon Signal is free, right? Yeah, like resource dumps yes. for, the, for the curators. Yeah, the curators and very having, the, the, mm. having places to dump your energy and minerals oh, yeah. in your, when yeah. you've got a surplus is good. Mm. Anyway, Uh I want to thank each of you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Josiah. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, me. Uh, if you want to listen, if you want to ask us some questions, uh, we've got, uh, email front seat questions at gmail.com. We'll answer them at some point. We're kind of slow on it. Uh, our Twitter is at front seat cast, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash front seat cast, front seat, is our WordPress site. Sometimes we get comments on there and we've got a YouTube channel now with our own URL, youtube.com slash front seat cast. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for coming in, uh, and thank you for developing Stellaris. That was Paradox. Yep, Paradox, Paradox right, right, right. Yeah, it. thank you, Paradox. All right, bye. Everyone, ready? Stellaris special Be free edition. To take a sip of water if you're if you feel parched mm. or anything mm. um, so
4: try like not to like
0: do exactly what Blake's doing that's perfect what we want is we want just slurping maximum this is slurp. just an episode we, about slurping
5: we need, we need a slurp
0: baseline from from every yeah it's every like person. white correcting yeah. with sound except yeah.
5: mm. so
2: we like we, we use slurps around here <laughs> <laughs> some people do a clap in the middle but I, I prefer if everyone just gave a good slurp then you <laughs> yes. get to do your s passing as well oh right, right?
0: yeah yeah Yep. do it. Sibilance. <laughs> Sibilance. <Siblings. laughs> <Siblings>. Sally sets. <laughs> um all right, ready everyone good? Good. Yes. Yeah.